Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hello, friends, and welcome right. to an unexpected podcast. I'm Sticklebats McGee. And I'm Melonhead Muscali. And we're talking rings of power, baby. We're coming to you from the Shire of America, the beautiful state of Ohio, a little village called Amanda. We're also coming to you from the UK, and we're also coming to you from the town of witches, baby, out there in Mass. I moved a little bit away from Salem. Dang it. Ah. <laughs> uh, but just outside, right? Like Danvers, which used to be part of Salem, so same thing. Okay, Salem proper. Yes, Salem, Salem proper. proper. <laughs> Tim, we are here with we are here with two legends. It doesn't even make sense that they're in the same space without an explosion bigger than Aura Druin that we saw this episode. I mean, it's like mixing fire and water. What's going to happen? Who? I don't know. It's it's amazing. We've got Jake Warhammer Time Hodgson. Um, Jake has been, uh, I, I honestly, I know I've said this about a few different people, but I'm pretty sure Jake is the very first person we ever heard from way back in 2018, like early 2018, maybe yeah. we had just, we had just started and Jake was one of the first people who reached out to us. Uh, Jake is a, he's a, he's a, he might have more, um, more talents than Vigo Mortensen himself. I mean, he's he does music, he does DJing, he does woodworking, he paints these uh, these mini figurines that are freaking amazing. I mean, he does he does it all. Uh, Jake does it all, and so it's a, an honor to have him on the episode and and talking with him finally. Like I've seen videos of Jake, I've seen photos of Jake, I've seen videos of photos of Jake, but I've never gotten to hear his voice talking to me. So this is this is an honor, big time. So Jake, welcome, my friend. Thank you. It's an absolute honor to be on as well. And like, yeah, mad. I mean, I remember um, I literally I found when I found your your guys' podcast, it was like there was one. I didn't realize there was one episode because I was I was on the coach back from home to uni, and then I went to go to the next episode. And I was just like, have they just recorded one episode? <laughs> And then I think you really like one after or something. Um, so yeah, you, Jake, you might literally be one of the very first downloads. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, next to as doing it on just different devices to get the downloads up, I think right. you might have been the one of the very, very first. Yeah. Very possibly. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. I didn't know that story. That yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. So joining Jake, we we've got we've got Jim. Jim has uh, again been around a long time. I mean, uh, I want to say like year two we start no no year one like in 2018 we started hearing from jim february. uh got a wealth of knowledge and expertise yeah february look at that jeez man uh but is one of the uh kindest uh um 
I don't want to use this. I'm going to say lore master, one of the kindest lore masters I've ever come across. Now we were lucky enough to meet Jim in right here in the Shire, in this very backyard, actually, if you want to take a look right here for LEP two, Jim was there with Mary Eileen, his wife. Uh, and it was incredible. Um, uh, got to, did I, it's okay. guys. Please, I, it's not that I can't remember things. Did we, you got to record, right? I did. That night you did yes. record, didn't you? Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. But it was an amazing time. Uh, it was so cool to be able to meet him and his wife and spend time with him. Um, Jim also, I mean, like at one point he was doing a D&D podcast with some uppers. Is that thing still going on? Merry Band of Uppers? life get in the way, so it's it stopped. We did finish our first campaign, yeah. though. So nice. See, that is that is awesome. So um, always great, always great information. Jim was one of those people that if we had questions about something in the lore that we didn't um, – either didn't have time or didn't have the, the wisdom to go look up. He would brain save us capacity. on a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. With the brain capacity. That's, that's me. It's a big head, but there's not much in it. Whoa, so, whoa, whoa, whoa. well, yours is bigger, but you got some squares. You got some corners that you can fill things up with. So mine's just straight round. Um, but Jim, welcome back to the podcast, my friend. Um, we are so excited to hear what you guys think about not only just the show, uh, but this episode in particular, um, so we should just, I mean, you guys said you were chatting before in the, in the waiting room. So I think we should just get into it. Uh, what if we start with, start with Jake, tell us your impressions of the show overall, and then we'll move to Jim. You tell us just overall the, the six seasons so far or six episodes so far, Jeez, okay. what you think of, of the show, Jake, what do you think? Uh, I love it. I'm just, I'm in awe. It's, um, I, I, I was very cautiously optimistic going into it. I just, I wasn't trying to think positively. I wasn't trying to think negatively. I was trying to go in with the like most open mind I possibly could. Um, and yeah, I was actually just blown away. Like I think pretty much every aspect of the show, the dialogue, the music, the CGI, the acting, hmm. the story, like all of it is just, you know, obviously there's tiny little things you can pick holes in as a, you know, same with anything, but yeah, I, I'm, I think it's incredible. And, you know, there are slow episodes. Episode five was probably my least favorite. I know you lane had a bit of an existential crisis yeah. about that. <laughs> I still haven't quite recovered, but yeah, it's uh, it was, it was jarring to my system. I feel <laughs> that's the perfect way to say it. Yeah. existential crisis I w- i've been talking to myself so much this week i'm sure people are like is he okay no he's not yeah yes just ruminating yeah. over episode five <laughs> i mean I, I had a little bit of the same sort of thing but i mean you know if you think back to like i know as obviously you're wait you're you're a fan of game of thrones right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, if you watch season one of game of thrones some of the episodes in that are so slow and mm. Like, right. you know, there's a lot to build on. There's the whole world. There's like loads of new characters. It's, a, you know, and a lot of people won't know anything to do with Tolkien or Lord of the Rings. So, yeah, they have to like spoon feed people a little bit. But yeah, I think it's great. I, I love it. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. Well said. Jim, your thoughts on the uh, on the season so far, my friend. I'm having a good time. Yeah. Um, I probably not quite as positive as Jake, although I, I'm certainly open. Um, to be convinced and i've it's definitely been a positive in my book maybe not an a plus but a b plus which that's a passing grade more lotr with b plus grade like heck yeah, yeah. bring it on man um <laughs> the, the the one thing that's flawless and of course it was always going to be is the music i mean oh, just yeah. genius i, I i'm gonna listen to that soundtrack just as much as i listen to the original the numenor theme yeah, yes. oh man just, just wow flawless. 
Oh, I like it. Okay. Um, I like some characters more than others. I mean, that's as with yeah. any TV show. There are a couple points that I've been like, like, I wish they hadn't done that, or maybe they're going yeah. a different direction than I would have gone. But like Jake, I've been open to it. I went into mm-hmm. this with as little information as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and my perspective is I'm sort of taking it as an alternate history of Middle Earth um, by the producers of the show. Yeah. Uh, and that's sort of how I uh, approached the original movie trilogy to begin with, because there are a mm. lot of changes in the trilogy and in, in the yes, movies yeah. from the book, yeah. a lot of which I disagreed with. Um, but mm. looking at it as a, an alternate perspective on what happened or an alternate history, uh, it just it opens your mind. It, it stops you from making those comparisons to the original source material, which can really get in your head and prevent the enjoyment. So, mm. so yeah. it's great. And this episode, man. <laughs> what a, after the first five going into this and i was like jeez what just happened i almost thought i was like did they mean this to be either episode four or did they mean this to be the finale like it was it was such a such a release of i mean literally like when when mount doom was exploding what kind of, what kind of release you <laughs> when mount doom was exploding i felt myself being like Catharsis! like that's kind of how it it sort of felt like this release of you know, uh, like some frustrations and, and just a, um, like, like you guys said, the last three episodes, I mean, I felt like for, if I, if we were there too much longer, I would have just uh, seen if I could just check out a cell in, in the basements of Numenor myself and check myself in. And, or if they had a yeah. psych ward, I was going to move in and just kind of live there for a little bit. Yeah. But yes, this episode was crazy. Okay. So let's get right into it. There's a lot to talk about a lot of action. Uh, they even went, in my opinion, I, I feel like darker than I even thought they were going to, which I liked. Oh, yeah. I, there was a lot of, that was so graphic. Um, I also thought like, um, the way some characters survived was crazy. I don't know how I feel about it yet, but it was, it was amazing. I almost, here's what I'm going to sound like a jerk. I kind of wish one person would have died. I feel like it would have been a little more like add a little gravitas to it, but Wait, I'm who? okay with no one dying. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> who am I talking about? Bronwyn. I, mean, I did kind of want Bronwyn because my whole, oh, I, wow. now don't, Dare come you. on. I know, I know. So, in my opinion, I thought like I thought a Rondir was going to sacrifice himself for her. Like I thought that's how it was going to go. And then I thought to myself, wait, what if she's the one who like just either from that wound or when the orcs they're just like, nah, let's end, let's end her, let's not even give the good guys a chance. I was blown away. I was blown away that she made it out. But I'm glad. I'm happy. She's a fantastic ac- actress and like the character. I really do. I do. I enjoy that romance and, and character. Uh, uh, um, character building that she has so anyway let's get into this episode let's talk about it jake what are some highlights what are things you want to discuss things you liked things you didn't like let's let's hear it brother i mean geez that like i'm honestly because I, I went over to my mate's house with you we've all been watching it each friday was arthur there was arthur there king arthur he wasn't, he's in bristol unfortunately oh yeah <laughs> tell him we said what's up we still need to have both of you on an episode it's gonna happen we need to oh, do it sure yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I actually just don't remember the journey home. I was like vibrating on the bathroom. <laughs> so full of adrenaline. Like, it was so intense. Yes, it was. Yeah. Like, aggressively intense and yes. really, really dark, which yeah. I've, I've been waiting for. Like, my, my favorite thing in. I mean, I love the balance of the light and dark in Lord of the Rings, but I, whenever the bad guys come in and stuff, I'm always like let's go like you know adar the whole time i've been waiting for that whole thing to blow up and like right right 
well, some of the some of the gore in that, and when they were just shooting all the all the Southlanders um, yeah. after they'd made the after they'd sent all the um, uh, the Southlanders who had turned back in, mm. and they were, yes, and then they just all the arrows started coming in, and like they were all getting hit, and yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, in you know, in in sort of more Hollywood films and stuff, I guess maybe like two would get hit, but there were like fifteen plus. Everybody's getting shot. Everyone's getting nailed. Yeah, the elf um, made it out, and Theo. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that scene with the with the with the fucking with the um with the orc going over Aronde with the blood yeah. like pouring. Oh man, my just <laughs> brutal. <laughs> Like right there, it was crazy. It was crazy. Hey, so I, I want to ask, what do you what do you think about? I'm going to cut you off, and then I because I want you to answer this. I don't. I want to forget about it. The the yeah. um the more practical um effects with the orcs, and then also Adar. What do you think about those two? I mean, like Adar has been amazing. Tell us what you think about those two those two things. I mean, I think to be honest, I think the orcs are probably the best feature in the whole series. I'm I just, I agree. I agree. They just look incredible. Like they, yeah. I, I, oh, I hate to say it, but even probably better than Lord of the Rings. I think so. Um, yeah. It's, I, it's amazing. Yeah. There's a certain I mean, level of depth there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's wetter 20 years on, like, you know, what do you expect? Right. It's, you know, they've only, they've got 20, 20 years more experience. Um, yeah. I think they're fantastic. And to be honest, everything on like Reddit and even the people who are really hating the show, they've all said the orcs are like amazing. And I think yeah. Adar's fantastic. I think he's probably one of my favorite characters. He gets more and more interesting every episode. Yes, he does. Get yeah. Another, get another layer to him. And Joseph, uh, what's his name? Joseph Moore. Joseph Moore. Yep. Um, yeah. Amazing actor. He, I think he treads that line really nicely of slightly underacting, but, but then has those edges of um, sort of jumping out of his I mean, I don't know acting terms at all, but like, <laughs> or like coming out of his shell, but then having that yeah. really sinister kind of laid back, um, quite creepy yeah. effect. Um, yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the gore and the the action was insane. Like Galadriel doing that mental stuff where she was like going off the side of the oh, hall. Oh, yeah, that was crazy. It was pretty wild. It was, yeah. <laughs> and Aaron Deer, like having a, having a fist, I think that, I mean, Lurtz versus Aragorn isn't, no, it's not a fist fight. He has like a fist fight with that or like a it was like a martial art. Yeah, it was very fascinating to see that that take. Yeah, I thought so too. I, the whole time I was thinking, wait, where is his sword? He had that sword the whole time. What happened to that damn thing? Why is it not on his yeah. side? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, that yeah, that was really cool. Like never seen that before. Yeah, sort of martial, you know, martial art hand to hand combat. Um, what else did I like? It was all such a blur. Um, I felt that way too. I think that might've been kind of a good, a good thing. I feel like mostly, except for the premiere or the first episode in particular, most of them have kind of felt like there was a highlight or there was a storyline or there was a character that rose above and everything else kind of, I I couldn't, I had to watch it again to remember, honestly. And I I think maybe what you're saying is, is actually a, a really maybe intended and a positive thing that it did feel kind of like, Wow, that was an experience. I got to go rewatch that again because it w- so much happened. Because I liked it, I haven't felt that way about too many episodes, honestly, yet. Like I haven't felt like I got to go watch that again because I missed stuff because I was having such a an experience. So yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think the one negative which you highlighted earlier 
I mean, how how the hell is Bronwyn alive? <laughs> like, yeah, I know. I mean, magic scenes, man. Magic scenes. It was like gushing out. I know. It was. I mean, like and the look in her face, and when they're like, she's fading. I'm like, oh dang, this is how it's gonna happen. Like, this is really this is her end, and it's gonna be surprising and unexpected. But no, she pulls through, man. And yeah, yeah. Like four hours later, she's rosy cheeks walking around. She's beaming. Yeah, it's like you survived like death. An you. Look like an artery got hit. I know, it was, yeah, was jumping. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I thought I thought that was a little bit. Um, I, I don't mind that they kept her alive. I would have maybe preferred it if she was in a more comatose state for enough. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or maybe if the if the wound wasn't so bad or something. I'm with you. Like it was, it was almost kind of when she, when it was like you were waiting. I'm like, is she gonna breathe? I'm like, of course she's gonna breathe. She's gonna yeah. she's gonna wake up. And and I was kind of disappointed when she did. I know. <laughs> so terrible but i was like i was like come on man i'm like don't do this is so trite just just give us something like we've gone really dark let's just keep going dark and uh, i was i was sadly rooting for her to not make it but i didn't want her to die wow. don't clip this up as it makes me look back, I'm, please, I'm, please. It's gonna be real i'm uh, yeah no i was hoping if someone was gonna die would I, this is sort of just a, a meta discussion but we you see the woman dies inspires the man trope so often it would have been cool yeah. if our deer had been the one to die i know not Bronwyn. yeah 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 and i i don't you yes that's true like braveheart it's it's like it's in a lot of different stories where the woman dies i mean even if you think about El, elrond um uh calabrian is is slayed slowed by orcs right and then um elra here and eladin they they kind of like Part of, part of their zeal yeah 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 ellen deal's wife yeah yeah we even saw in this episode great point yeah. um and i i feel like yeah if you're gonna i don't know elves dying is is almost kind of more sad isn't it because we know they can they don't have to and so it's like wow that's a great point jim okay um we'll, we'll get some back and forth here let's just we'll keep going but jim what did you think of this episode what did you what did you like what did you not like um will you rewatch it i guess is another question so not until the season is done, I'll probably do a rewatch of everything because I kind of yeah. want to get that first impression of everything oh, and then yes. go back okay. to details. I took notes okay. um, while I was watching this. Good. I, I figured you would have. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I loved it. Um, the action was great. I had yeah. like two nitpicky comments, one that could be argued as a plot hole and then one is just a, a story decision that they're making. Um, but the first one was... How did the orcs not see everybody leaving the watchtower? Where did they yeah. go? Yeah. I was like, hey. that's not the glittering caves. I think they went out through the glittering caves or something. Is there like a next to Helm's Deep or so there's a passageway? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Well, they were so. passing out the, the, the cloaks, right? The Frodo and, and <laughs> Oh yeah, and right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. They go so about like, five feet up. A giant a tarp. A big yeah. tarp of invisibility. Yep. Yeah, right. <laughs> So, I mean, that was that was silly. Like, that doesn't really impact the story or my enjoyment yeah. of the show. But I was, like, for a second, I was like, what? How right. did they yeah. get there? Like, whatever. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And the second one was the, like, sort of romance between Galadriel and Halbrand, where I was like, uh, I'm not 100% sure I'm on board. Yeah. But what? maybe I... it's, like, a passing thing, and it's not going to. I didn't even know if it was there at first. Uh, whoa, Ez. Well, what happened there, dog? Glitched out. <laughs> the darkness got it. Uh, got us all right there. I, don't I was just like, someone's got to die this episode. It might as well be me. Oh, oh, oh no! It's Where's Jake? 
It's taking us out one by one. Jake, are we all going to die this episode? No. That's two, that's two deaths and two resurrections. That's pretty good. That's Gandalf and, and Glorfindel. Yeah. I'm not ready. Um, no, I was the, the Galadriel Halbrand thing. Um, yeah. At first I was like, maybe I'm imagining this is, this is this like flirting stuff is going on. Then last episode, it was like, okay, there's some emotional uh, uh, manipulation and, and weaving going on here. And then, yeah, Sarah Sarah um, hasn't seen this episode, but we were talking on the phone. Well, actually, I think she was watching and called me, and she's like, Lane, is Hallbrand and Galadriel, is that supposed to be a thing? I'm like, well, after this episode, I think so. I was like, when they're having that conversation, he's like, I don't, it wasn't even like, hey, it was fun fighting with you. It's like, I've had you by my side and I don't ever want to experience not having that again. And I'm like, never felt that before. Yeah. Right. I'm like, you wanted to geez. bind, you wanted to bind her to, bind her to myself. What the one wow. wing, baby, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, you, come you, on. I, I haven't listened to everything, all the episodes uh, just from time, but I've listened to yeah. pieces of everything. Is the general yeah. agreement that he's going to be one of the men who get the rings? <laughs> A lot of people, some people are saying Sauron still. Uh, we've also heard uh, King of the Dead. There's a lot of no people have this good theory that no he way. could be the he could be the King of the Dead. I know, but you know what they did this this episode? They're leaving these little like loopholes where you could think he is. As soon as she's about to kill Adar, he he goes, "Hey, uh, Gladriel, you got to see Queen wants you or me or something. Come on, get out of here." And it's like, oh my god! Of course, that's a Sauron thing. Halbrand. He's like, who are you? Like I don't remember. Right, right. I know. Yeah. I know. I know. Yeah. Did I? And then he's totally messing with him. Did I kill your wife or your yeah. kid? And then he goes, "Yeah, I don't actually know who you are." <laughs> That's how many kids and wives he's killed, bastard. Oh, really? um, Besides, yeah, probably. Besides the, holes, though, um, the little. Yeah. Uh, no, I. Everything yeah. else was so the, the the horse scenes. I mean, Lord of the Rings and horses. Is there a better match? Uh, no. Than those scenes so yeah. good. No. It felt uh, really good. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, and I, as much as I was like, "Ooh, how convenient is this timing?" The like majesty of the horses riding and the music in the background. I was like, "No, I buy it. I'm good." Like you, you yeah. sold me on it. Right. Yeah, it felt right. Mm-hmm. You sold me on it. Um, I love the the way that they handled the Mount Doom scene at the end yeah. um, with the tunnel. Because you're wondering the whole time, what are these tunnels for? Right. Why are they digging? Yeah, it was pretty. Just, just to move? No, not just to move to blow up a mountain and. Yeah, it's another thing that people were like picking you know, picking problems with like, oh, what's the point of the tunnels? It's like, just wait. Yeah. Season's not over. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. See, and I was even, I was even fine with them being like to avoid the sunlight. I thought it was kind of, cause they're known for digging tunnels, right? You think about even in, in Moria, all the, all the orc tunnels everywhere. Or it's, you know, you imagine that anyway, the Hobbit, it makes it feel like they were digging, tunneling and stuff. But yeah. Um, yeah, no, that, that was an incredible reveal. I even liked how they slowly kind of, like, we hadn't seen Aura Druin yet. You know what I mean? We hadn't seen yeah, it until this episode. Weird. I wish we'd seen it. But it was kind of cool. Early in the episode, there's this wide shot of Theo, and you see this big mountain. It's not big, it's big obviously, but it's the distance, way in the, in the distance, and you're like, oh, that's probably Mount Doom, I'm assuming. Yeah. And then we get another shot later on, and it's a little bit bigger, and then we get that finale scene. And I was like, I like that they at least kind of play. And they mentioned it last episode. She was talking when everyone's arriving to the tower. She's like, uh, every village from here to Orodruin is, is emptied. And I was like, okay, that's like, so I did, I did like that. We got to kind of work up to it, but man, it was, that was an incredible. Yeah. It was an incredible. I, I, I'm not going to look into the science of, of if that would cause an eruption. I'm going to trust <laughs> that it absolutely would. I want, I want that to be true. Cause like, oh. Maybe I want to make an explosion like that someday. I don't know. You know, maybe I'm planning my own Mordor. Who knows? But wow. I'm on the Ohio. Yeah, look out, Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
all of Ohio. Lord. I thought it was the Slayer, uh, not Mordor. I know. Well, got to keep them on their toes. You know what I mean? I do like these orcs a lot. They thought so. they're digging tunnels in the cornfield. Trying to... <laughs> He's like, I'm sick of this. <laughs> oh, one other thing that really hit me in this episode, and it was such a tiny thing, but when – so generally speaking, I haven't been a giant fan of Galadriel yet. Uh-huh. Um, I don't like – I feel like the internet hatred is kind of wild, but she's just mm-hmm. not my favorite character. But when mm-hmm. Theo sees Galadriel and was like, who is she? The like awe of just some random kids seeing like an elven leader of armies. Yes. That was, yeah. Like that's really cool. Like his reaction touched me. And I was yeah, like, yeah. That's an awesome, that was an awesome scene. And that's something we've never seen before. Really? Like we ha- in the movies, we don't get that kind of like every man perspective of these heroes. We're with the heroes the whole time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess the closest we get is like the hobbits being in awe of all these of all these great, um, you know, majestic figures. But, like, that, that is a great point. We haven't seen anything like that yet. So, it happens, yeah. Well, it happens, does it, does it, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it happens as well in either episode four or five with Galadriel again when she's in Numenor, maybe, with, like, I might be imagining it. With yeah. No, no, no. It, yeah. Yeah, with the soldiers, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. Or s- somebody. Yes. No, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah like a kid a kid in awe of of just yeah an incredible figure the best part yeah was that we're not numenor anymore i, I hate saying that oh I hate my saying God. that it, it, it was it was honestly getting old for me too i mean if we hadn't even honestly okay what do you, i gotta ask what you guys think about um then we'll then we'll stay positive what do you guys think about farazan are you out of does he look like he's showing up to fix your internet i mean Am I the only one who feels not like the least threatened by Farazan than anyone in the entirety of Numenor? Like I would be more afraid of a in, in his background stable boy. Is he can you know named a Sealer in battle? That's his background in the Silmarillion. He can he does in the Silmarillion defeat Sauron you, in battle. You, this guy's not defeating anybody in battle. Right? Do you? No, I'm no. Kidding. Maybe in a game of chess or in financing. <laughs> Jim's got him. Jim's like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He needed to be just he needed to be more soldier like yeah maybe, maybe when we come back to, yeah maybe when we come back to numenor too he'll be like super goth death training. metal and he'll have, he'll have yeah. like he'll walk up to me and go you see this blood this is tar palantir's blood oh on my face oh, no. your father your is father? dead oh my and he's replacing maybe. like right with a big leather <laughs> like one. Or like, a, and he's got a big gold chain that just has a big P on it. He's like Master P. What the? <laughs> Go hip up with an up. H. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jake, what do you think of Farazan? Do you like him or not? I mean, then we'll get, get we'll get on to this episode. I just want to hear some other people not like him, but you might. I mean, I so I you know I I flicked through the Silmarillion a couple times like five yeah. years ago. I, I tried reading it front to back maybe nine times and I got like 10 pages in and was just like, I can't do this. Um, yeah. But it works. It works better for me when I realized that you could just like dip in and out of it. But anyway, yeah. I so the point of that was I'm not a, a law, apart from Lord of the Rings, I, I don't know much at all about any of the rest of the law. Right. Um, me neither. I'm it's not okay. coming from the sort of angle that Jim's coming from of obviously knowing the law and knowing. I don't. I'm not. Uh, I'm not the Tolkien professor or anything. I, he's just one of the characters I knew about. Oh sure. Well, you're, yeah, way, yeah. you're way cooler than the Tolkien professor. Yeah, I don't know. I, first of all, you're way cooler than Corey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's cool. Not as cool as you though. That's, you're um, the first person to say that. 
I didn't know, you know, I didn't know what his character was supposed to be like. So um, I, I, I don't love him, but I don't hate him. I think yeah. he's kind of, yeah. he looks evil and he looks scheming. Yeah, he does uh, have, he does have that kind of like puppet master kind of behind the scenes politics political angle that that kurt jones brought up and really astutely too that like that whole uprising against the elves elf lover elf lover lover. it was like contrived by him and sent up by him and so that is kind of his angle it's just different than he's a bit kind of gross like he's a bit creepy yeah he is disgusting you guys know whichever episode he's got kind of grima grima yeah doesn't he yeah it's like if saruman and grima had a love child it'd be this kid (laughs) and i just don't know (laughs) And that's the angle i think yeah uh, right. the real urukai um okay uh now okay um i'm trying to think of other angles. so we talked about the horse riding well oh, i want to ask about this because this episode may have partially redeemed this these character arcs and this this, this relationship a lend deal and a seal door i felt like we finally got kind of like an ounce of love shown between them and that for me was very calming and settling because i want to i feel like i haven't been able to like really love Gilgalad yet. And I don't really feel like I've been able to love a Lendil yet, but I feel like the, the bond, especially, I guess specifically between those two, but even just the Numenorians as a whole, like going through battle together, how did you feel about a Lendil, a Sealdor and the Numenorians this episode? The good guys. I didn't have the same negative reaction to you previously. I will, I'm yeah. bored. I'll say yeah. by them, but I didn't dislike the characters. I think, okay. I think there's some history to Elendil that we haven't learned yet. Um, with yes, how yeah. Numenor has evolved, uh, and I think Isildur's character is, has to be related to that. And I think now, now that we finally learned about their mom, that must be some of the connecting tissue to that. Uh, so they they certainly were raised in my estimation in this episode, but I sort of thought yeah. of them as like, well, it makes sense. We'll we'll get to know them more later, and we obviously know they become incredibly imperative in the in the future of Middle Earth. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. That's good. Good, good. Jake, what about you, man? Um, I I really like Elendil. I think most of that is because I think he. I'd never seen him in anything bef- else before. I just think he's, he's a great a actor. actor. A yes, really he is actor. The yeah. same, the same as um, kind of in the same way as uh, uh, Ismail um, Cruz Cordova and uh, Morphe yeah. Clark. They do. You know, there's a lot of like eye acting, which I think is just mm. like, yeah, yeah, yeah really nail it um but i think again i don't know what their arcs are like pre-lord of the rings so this is going solely based off the the show but yeah i think i don't like isildur that much but in the way that i don't like how do i phrase it i don't like him in a kind of good way like i think he's a bit sort of lost and he's obviously doesn't really know mm. what to do. And I think that will obviously play into his role into sort of Later on. falling into darkness and mm-hmm. yeah. So, kind of almost yeah. Would would you compare it to like how you like but don't like Boromir? <laughs> kind of that yeah. kind of a character yeah, yeah. almost. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah, okay. I don't like okay. the character yeah. rather than I don't yeah, I got you. I can't find think of another way. You're kind of supposed to not like him. Yes. Yeah. 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 See, and I, I've been surprised at how likable he is. Like about and, and um, who Macy uh, last week, two weeks ago, was talking about this. 
yeah about how um how interesting it is like how complicated of a of a character we're getting in a sealed door and how we're going to be able to almost kind of i don't know like uh, well, well i mean lord of the rings the trilogy was kind of criticized for making him making a sealed door kind of fly even though he was in barely anything at all but one, some people were like you made him way too two-dimensional and you, you you did him dirty and he just seemed like this because he was a, this great character before but i think their emphasis was obviously on the ring and its corruption and how close he was to that but it'll be cool to see him kind of normalized in a way um as a character yeah, yeah. Before, um, the, before the fall he's the war hero i mean yeah i mean yeah, yeah he's he kills right, ex- yeah right exactly oh. exactly so yeah 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 no and he picks up his father's sword right i mean he's like he was moved it's not like he I was kind of afraid that they were going to build this whole like father son rift so so long that it was going to be like oh, I, don't, I don't buy it that he's upset that his dad's dead you know what i mean so it was nice that this maybe they, we just caught them in a couple weeks where they were arguing i mean all fathers and sons do that you know yeah. like me and my dad go through that where it's a there's too much testosterone going around or not enough or i don't know and we're just we're picking at each other and so maybe that's a great point jim like you said like like um maybe I, sh- I reacted too quickly and they were, they were just in a bad week and we caught them making up in middle earth. So, uh, because you want to buy that moment, you want to buy that. He like, he's moved that his father is dead and he's going to kill Sauron himself. So, um, all right. What else? I mean, wh- where do we go from? And if there's anything else you want, to, oh, we can talk about Adar a little bit. What do you guys think about uh, Adar specifically? At, who do you think he is? Like, who is this guy? I mean, I know we got a little kind of sort of answer, but not really. And the, the use of Uruk, which I was like, I don't really know what Uruk means. It's just black speech for orc. Um, so that was kind of a cool that like they're they're saying the same thing. But Uruk is more it's my language, man. Like it's our language. We're using you know, you're calling us an orc, but we're calling us our name with our own tongue, kind of a deal, like an elevated form of, of orc. What did you guys think of him? Who do you think he is, I guess, too? Jake, what do you um, think? I, I love him. I think he's a really great character. Um, it's quite it's quite refreshing to have the, obviously, well, obviously the main villain is going to be Sauron, but the main villain at the moment to be someone, like I said, who is quite, you know, we haven't really seen him fight he's not very aggressive he's just quite sinister which i I really like it's yeah quite refreshing usually the bad guys are like yeah 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 yeah. right he's kind of like the joker a little bit i feel like in in uh in batman he's very like he plays mind games with people which is is refreshing Yeah. yeah it's a lot more um unsettling than just yes the villain um yes yeah, I really like him. I think it's it's an interesting. Well, I don't know if he's going to end up being based on anyone in the law, but I think it's an interesting plot sort of device that, that they've made him anti Sauron. Yeah, especially since he's you know the bad guy. Yeah, <laughs> right. uh, yeah. almost three. Almost kind of makes you wonder. I mean, it, I, I doubt this is going to happen, but it almost makes you wonder if he'd maybe side with. Galadriel or the good. Oh, I think it'd be turned. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. Unlikely, I think. But, you know, it's interesting. He's not just a two dimensional bad guy. There's a, I think there's a lot of depth to him, which yeah. is cool. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Jim, what do you think, man? So I don't think he's anybody who's been in lore before. I think he's an original character. I don't yeah. think he's Star. Well, he's obviously not Sauron. I think after this, episode, okay. they need to jump through some hoops to make him Sauron after that one. Um, <laughs> yeah. I think that he's being set up 
in a way to make the orcs in Lord of the Rings a tragic figure. The, the orc's tragic because yeah. I think that he was honest in this episode. I think he does want yeah. the orcs, his sons, his children to have a land of their own. I think yeah. that was his goal. I think he just wants to be left alone with his orcs and let them live their lives. That's, I think, why he's so ardent to use Uruk, like, we're a civilization, don't tread on us. And I think he's going to be used yeah. tragically because I think he's going to be torn in between Sauron and the Galadriels or whatever that team is going to be referred yeah. to as the Numenorians, um, where he's going to be like, no, we're good, we're good, we're good, and eventually the orcs are going to be taken over as slaves by Sauron to the point where, mm-hmm. like, man, like, yeah, now they're evil, but that sucks. Like, they had a chance wow. and, it, yeah. and it ended sadly. So that's, I think he's new and I think he's used, he's going to be used in a way to, I don't, I don't love the humanization of the orcs, but I understand why they're doing it. Uh, yeah. He was very clear. He's like, I know this is not how war works. Like there's not a good yeah. guy and a bad guy. And the bad guys right. are always easy to see like orcs are in Lord of the Rings Right. But from a 2022 perspective. And I think that a lot of the people in the original Lord of the Rings, their criticism was the orcs are just all bad. And this is kind of a cool way to make them still all bad in Lord of the Rings, but also give them depth and tragedy, which is good storytelling. That happens. They have hearts. They have names. All right. Yeah. They They matter. They do. They yeah. Songs. yeah. It's, it's almost like they've fallen, but they haven't been corrupted yet in a way. I mean, they're, they're bad, obviously, but like you said, they, or they, like you said, they haven't been enslaved yet. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, no, they, they are kind of like, there is empathy. And even the fact that they're not all killed, like they don't just, they take them as prisoner instead of just killing. And I saw that as kind of a criticism. People like, well, they're not just going to kill the Yorks. And then you think about like, maybe this is a different time. Maybe, you know, Gladriel knowing the history of like where Orcs come from, she would be a little more, I don't know. That, that does, that, that, that is a really interesting point. Yeah, they're, they're much more humanized. Sorry, it's uh, drag racing on Amanda. Let's go, baby. There we go. All right. All right. I think it was a motorcycle, actually. I'm going to hop on for a minute. I'll be right Mount yeah. up on our horses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Get on our horses. Yeah. Some fire, yeah. Dark, uh, black riders. Um, okay, where do we go from here? Like, what what's going to happen next? What do you guys think? Like, how is this season going to wrap up? Um <laughs> And then even how, how will we get into this, into season two, you think? Um, Jim, what do you think? Then we'll go to Jake. Well, I didn't expect them to show us the creation of Mount Doom with two episodes left. In Insane here. Season. So, yeah. man. Uh, well, I think, first of all, we need to know who's dead and who survives out of yeah. the... Because Gladwell yeah. just stands there while a volcanic... Just taking it. Just flying into her face. I'm like, well... She would have been fine in Pompeii. She would have been okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, So I think we need to know who's alive, uh, how they react to this, how the Numenorians are. um, Because I think the the season is going to be sort of predicated on that. Like, are the Numenorians still going to be looked at fondly by the Southlanders? Are the Southlanders going to say, well, they have this power who can stand against it. Let's give up. Yeah. I think we also kind of need to get back to the Harfoots, who were not in this episode at all. Right. We need to get back to um, Elrond and um, and Durin, right. who weren't in this episode at all. So I think there's still two other plot lines. So that one way they could go is this was the conclusion of this plot line. Next is the conclusion of Elrond and Durin. And mm. then the following is the conclusion of the Harfoots, all leading us into season two. So, boy, I don't know, though. This was tough. Yeah. No, I, I do have to say, and we haven't touched on this yet, but the line of Bronwyn gave to Theo when she basically rips Sam lines, Sam's line. From <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't 
I didn't. I, I was like, look, I know that sometimes it's hard to write good lines replicating Tolkien, but I was like, don't take that away from Sam. Like, let that be Sam. Come on. No, now it's Sam quoting Bronwyn instead. Right, right. she beat him oh. to it. Oh. I heard this in an old tale, Mr. Frodo. I don't remember where from. Southlands. <laughs> Southlands tale. Yeah, yeah Southlands tale. Like, oh, of course. Yeah. Not. I like I like that I, I like that concept though because we still uh, I think I read somewhere that we're also promised that we're going to find out the the identity not just like the vague name of the mystics. So oh, if yeah. we do have if if our next episode is kind of wrapping up the elven dwarven portion of this timeline because we didn't yeah we didn't you're right we didn't veer away from one storyline at all. This is the first episode where we had one storyline. Maybe that was kind of refreshing too. Maybe that helped helped me. Um, but uh yeah next episode we could do that and then yeah the stranger and the harfoots and the mystics and what's going on there i like that jake what do you think man where we how are we gonna because i i too thought that like this battle was gonna be episode eight i thought this is how we were gonna conclude the whole thing so where do you think we're going from here what are we gonna see what do you what do you think man i mean i don't know really what could be bigger than that episode it's hard it's gonna be hard to top isn't it yeah i mean in terms of action and scale. So maybe they won't go down this sort of battle. I mean, the, I don't think there's going to be another battle. I think that'll be too soon for like, yeah. they wouldn't do it the next episode. I don't think they do it two episodes after. They might. Um, I think, you know, there's, there's three, or I guess two important questions, which is who is a stranger and who is Sauron, um, which are probably the most prominent questions on everyone's mind. I guess we kind of learn who Adar is this this episode, but not yeah, not a huge deal. But we got a hint that he's probably not, you know, someone um, important in the same way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. As he's a, obviously a creative character, like Jim said. Um, I think we'll probably get. I'm hoping we'll get a Sauron reveal in episode eight. I think that'll be the big. Finale. yeah um and i've got i've got a an insane theory that's probably almost definitely not correct let's i want to hear I, i'm down i'm down for this i think gilgalad is sauron <laughs> oh dark. Whoa, whoa, whoa like sauron disguised as gilgalad kind of deal yeah yeah, I'm so I'm I'm wow. thinking right. Let me because I I wrote a few things down, but like when I was just thinking about it over the last couple of weeks, that would actually, ironically, that would help me with my existential crises right now. I mean, that would actually because I'd be like, okay, it wasn't. It's like a bizarro version of Gilgalad. Okay, that would be not. I, I'm all, I'm in. Just tell me more. But I think I'm just gonna do this. Um, I'm gonna so, eat this up. So. My thoughts on that are, I mean, it's, yeah, again, it's probably not right, but I was just thinking what would, what would be insane. So obviously he's like the deceiver. So if he's Gilgalad, he's literally deceived everyone. We know that he changed, you know, took the form of an elf, Gilgalad. Um, He um, is obviously very good at persuasion he persuaded Elrond to like give up wow. his sworn oath to Durin about the Mithril. He persuaded, um, I guess, Celebrimbor to persuade Elrond to go and help forge the rings. He tried to get rid of Galadriel and send her off to the Undying Lands. And in episode one, 
Um, he actually, oh, let me find my thing. Damn, Jake. And that was actually a gift, too. He gave them a gift to go to the Undying Lands. And we know Anatar is the giver of gifts. So. Yeah. Um, what are we stumbling into here? Wow. Uh, this is well, my favorite since Hallbrand is Sauron. This is way better. This is way better. Oh, hey, you're doing a lot for this podcast right now. Oh, dear, man. now so. I feel so uh, much better. Please let this be true. This is the title of the episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So in episode one, um, Elrond says to Gilgalad when he's when they've uh, when they've sent Galadriel off to the Undying Lands, Elrond goes, "She's passed beyond my sight," and he says that um, he's like torn because Galadriel was so sure that uh, the search for the enemy should continue. And Gilgalad says, "We foresaw that if it had, she might have inadvertently kept alive the very evil she sought to defeat." The defeat for the same wind that seeks to blow out a fire may also cause it spread. And Elrond yeah. asks if Gilgalad believes the evil does exist, and he goes, he just goes like, "Set your mind at peace about it." What we, yeah, what, he's so he's, dismissive. Like, yes, yes, oh, it's good. She's gone. Like, leave it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. My gosh! Yeah. And also another another thing that okay, another thing that that lends to this theory. We haven't spent much. We haven't spent much time with Gilgalad at all. Not nearly as much as I thought we were going to. So if it was this idea that like he is imitating, maybe half the time we're seeing Gilgalad, half the time we're seeing Sauron in disguise as Gilgalad. Mm-hmm. I mean, that would be that would honestly be one of those things. I'd be totally okay with that would be crazy because he doesn't seem like he's doing like he's a sh- I, I I'm not going to be sad when he dies if he stays like this which he won't but like he, he doesn't feel like someone we can get behind as a real enemy of Sauron as is your mind reeling I got my hand raised here because yeah sorry uh, the whole Mithril legend stuff that that he seems to be kind of obsessed with or whatever it seems <laughs> real Sauron like obsession it does you know, so okay, that's something I want to ask Jim too. This whole thing of like Mithril being the salvation of the elves—that's nowhere in lore, right? I think it's crap. I think he, oh, that's okay. He I was like, um, okay, the the rings become quote unquote the salvation of the elves. They don't completely slow it down though, because you still have elves leaving Middle Earth constantly. Yeah, right, know, right, right. Story we're familiar with. I think it's. I think he's lying. So whether he's Sauron or not, he's definitely doing some lying. Like yeah, he's, he's not. Wow. So my my thought with that was um, Galadriel's ring is uh, yeah. is I don't know fully or made partly of Mithril. Mithril. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. 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 Um, so my, I was another point to that was that he obviously is trying to cover you know sauron wants mithril he's maybe gilgalad's spreading or gilgalad sauron as gilgalad is spreading his lie Jeez. get the mithril to help forge the rings Jeez! oh my and also in episode great deceiver yeah there's this there's this scene where when um Durin has agreed for the elves to mine the mithril with them and him and, and Durin and Elrond walk off. It does like a slow pan back to Gilgalad and he's standing on the, like in the forest looking at them. And I don't know if it was intentional, but it was really right. sinister. It was like a kind of really eerie, like, just Jeez, that, like, I mean, he's right, dude. I never felt Wow. That scene. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I just blow so here, here's what we need. <laughs> we need was... Maybe this is what we need. We need Jake to get on board somehow and write this into the show. 
and we need Jim to get on board to fact check and fix the mithril problem. Wait, like this is this is my this is mind blowing. Okay, it doesn't even have to be a problem. It could just be the light. Yeah, telling. true. That's true. One corrupting the trees that he was showing Elrond. Like, yeah, very true. And that's but something he, he would do. Yeah, let's about dive well. all the way in. Right, he's he's touching wow. the trees quite a bit. So, oh, he's man. touching the trees. All right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, uh, yeah, violating the trees. I like to say, yeah. Right. Uh, so, so, all right, Jake, that was amazing. Um, <laughs> Sorry. I want to, cause I wanted to, uh, before, uh, Jim wanted to ask you this question and we, then we can bounce it back to, to back to Jake as well with all that. So that makes me feel better about saying the stranger is not who people yeah. think. I don't know what people think about the stranger anymore. I don't even know what I think about the stranger anymore. Don't uh, doubt yourself, dude. You were right. He's I, Gandalf. He's a hundred percent Gandalf. Okay. 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 I just want to hear somebody else say it. I mean, like what he looks a... like Gandalf. Like, yeah. He's but, Gandalf. but as has also made a, a fair point, and actually his first prediction was that he's Saruman. And I got to yeah. say, man, he does look like Wayman is so angular. And there are so many, there are so many shots you see him. You're like, look very similar because see? Aragorn, Legolas and Gimli mistake Mis- them for them. each other. Yes. Yes, so, that's right. Either, but I, because I trust Nori and sh- I think she can sense good. Yeah. And he yeah. comes down in the flames. So he's the protector of the flame. Yes. Uh, right. But he's secret fire. Jim, yeah. Jim, hold on. I mean, uh, to what happened to the, I mean, the ice and does Nori trust him now? I mean, <laughs> that's I think, true. I think he's learning right now. Okay. Like, I think this is okay. beginning Gandalf and he then eventually, by the time we learn who he is, he's controlled yeah. himself. Can I also just say that Nori kind of asked for that? Like, leave, let the guy take an ice don't bath. Don't touch his arm. Full of toque, right? I mean, come on. Yeah, like, dang, dude. I mean, it's like a Pippin move. Oh. You, don't, you don't touch the <laughs> yeah, do <laughs> Okay, 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 okay. So if that's the case, I mean, remember we have five seasons, supposedly, right, yeah. in this whole thing. So um, because maybe Gilgalad's going to, be Sauron for a while. This is like in this my head so, now. This is That's so crazy. Thing. Because could you imagine if the stranger, you know, becomes Gandalf is there advising people and helps to kind of clear and clear, sniff this oh, out. You know what man. I mean? He sort of like realizes that that this guy is is not to be trusted. And that's that's going to be – you're calling out the High King? Are you serious right now? The stranger shows up here, Meteor Man, calling this guy out, and he's like, no, nah, that's a bad guy. Like that wow. would be. Yeah, he he would say not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Errol, not Errol, good. Errol, yeah. <laughs> oh God. So okay, he's he's Gandalf because he's sent to look basically for the Southlands. He's going to Mordor. They yeah. sent him to combat Sauron. Like I, if he's not, and they actually make it work, good for them for making me think it was Sauron. Uh, yeah, they'd have to be really yeah. clever. I mean, that had to be something else because you don't want to just. To lay all that groundwork and then just be like, yeah, just screw it. It's that's not what we're doing. He's nobody. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. And I'd be like, what the heck? Because they've already done the timeline compression, which which Lane and I have talked about. Whether you like it or you hate it, once you put that foot forward, you can't reverse. It's done. Right? No. I mean, it's it's yeah. non-reversible. So I, I feel like you, you got to go that direction. So I guess, uh, Jake, what do you think about the stranger? And then where do you think that might, you know, go towards the end with two episodes left? I mean, what are you thinking? Um. I, I actually just don't know. Half the time I think as well, yeah, he's obviously Gandalf, but then I think it might just be a little bit too on the nose. Like, it's just a, a little bit too obvious. Like, yeah. you know, so many of the things in the very first episode that he did were could be taken as quite obviously Gandalf. And I just think if it was Gandalf, there's like all these clues everywhere. 
mm-hmm. and it's just a bit too obvious. But then why would there be all these clues if it wasn't? I'm just right. I'm, I'm just completely Jake, maybe right. maybe it has to be obvious because you're right and Sauron is Gilgalad. I mean, like maybe yeah. that's why we, maybe that's why it has to be. <laughs> maybe they're both Sauron. Maybe he's maybe they're both in different timelines, different bodies, <laughs> different. Yeah. Wow, that would be wild. Yeah. I, I got to say this, and I, I think I could be wrong. I don't want to speak for, for 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 my wife, but I feel like at one point when he looks up and has that gaze, I mean, I think the question was like, is he bad? You know, so there is at least some back and forth in terms of like, is he good? Is he bad? But yeah. then no, we, we roll back and we say no. Yeah. Well, I mean, he was he was looking for confirmation. Saruman wouldn't have looked for confirmation. Like he was true. like, I'm peril. And Nori was right. like, no, no, no. You're not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Well, and I think so, some people think Gandalf is kind of, you know, he has moments where you're like, he kind of like, think about Bilbo who knew him so well when he gets big and scary in the, in the hobbit hole, he goes, you know, starts to cry. And Gandalf yeah. has to say, nah, you know, I'm just looking out for you. Come here. Give me a hug. Give me a hug. Right. Daddy was upset. Now he's fine. Right. And so I think I think Lottie Lottie can be I mean that yes, that Gandalf can be scary, scary at times right. too. Um right, which is especially scary. depending on what well, side you're on. You know, Lane, you brought up earlier like the mystics or whatever. I have a a, mm. a feeling that if they are looking for him, they might not be bad. They look scary as all get out. Okay. Ominous yeah. or whatever. But like who are they and who the heck? Why are they They're looking the magi? I female do. magi, the vagi. That's what they are. Jesus. <laughs> Can I not? I probably shouldn't say that. Oh, sh- cut, cut that out. It said, cut I that guess out. It's this well. game in my head just now. Oh, uh, man. Ladies getting cut that. Cut that. Cut that. Cut that. I, I don't, I, I don't <laughs> worry. You wouldn't believe the amount of I mean it as a compliment. I mean it. Most yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but, but in all seriousness, though, do you, like, do you think they are quit? Okay. Are, is, do they have to just be we have no idea they're just there looking for him and they've got yeah. like like on the shield they've got his mark or they've got the, the, the star the, um, or something. yeah like, the constellation is there yes yeah. yeah so you feel like if they're looking for a guy who we think might be good then maybe they would be good as well unless they're trying to get him in his infancy and turn him to the dark side or something yeah. I don't know. What, what, Jake yeah. what do you think um yeah again i just i don't really know i think it's, they have the potential to sway both ways which i'm enjoying but then i'm also not enjoying the amount of plot lines where you're like is that person good or is that person bad there's like eight yeah. of them, which True. is a little <laughs> bit kind of just don't know where you stand with like any of the characters um they you know, have to do that because sort of the yeah. way that ever the downfall of Numenor happens is Sauron deception. To think that he's good. So yeah, I don't yeah. Know. true. Yeah, very. It true. gets annoying though, doesn't it? I think maybe even because it's it's spread out week to week though. Yeah, I, I, that's a fair point too. And maybe 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 the part of the reason it is frustrating is because, I mean, there's not tons of that in the trilogy, right? And and also like as has been telling me, hey, it's a movie, man, TV show especially weekly episodes it's it's dragged out it's, so you have to live with it longer you have to live with the guessing game longer and that's a fair point though i mean like that's how that's a huge a huge aspect of the second age is deception and being tricked yeah. and falling for it and so yeah wow yeah 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 very yeah that's that's very true i'm hoping that in by the end of the season one well i'm hoping that i kind of hope that the strangers plot line gets uh revealed with some kind of confirmation yeah like okay we know who that is and then it's still on the hunt for sauron or whatever we we need one of them right we 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 said this a couple episodes ago like we need some kind something tied up 
Like we need something, one of these questions answered so that we can kind of really dig in and not feel like we're going to be teased for half of the seasons that we're getting. You know what I mean? Cause yeah, yeah I agree. I to be honest, they, they will like yeah. each, each little doubt that I've had, I've still, or not doubt, but um, something I want to be tied up or, you know, things that seem like plot holes, like the orcs tunneling where you're like, Oh, is that, could that you know, that could be this, that could be that you know they've been tied up so you know yeah. i think they you know they know what they're doing i think we'll get a big tie up at the end of the season with still things left to be or maybe something new something new pops up at the end of the yeah. season yeah yeah, just a, a small one. I'm just kind of, you know, going back to the episode here and looking around. Like, Theo, we still don't know a lot about. I mean, I thought something was going to be revealed this episode in terms of, like, who his father was or or was he going to – because they – He saw uh, both of them. He, he saw both of them. So they're right, standing right next to each other. He's like, wait, which one's daddy? I don't Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which one are But I feel mom? like he's – yeah, mom? Wow. She don't want to say. But there is a uh, – there's something going on between – between him and the darkness, you know, like and he released like, Adar at the end. That's what I was thinking. Did he set him free? Who did set him free? Because he was chained up, and he had the axe as well. He could have just see. And he was really disappointed okay. that wasn't. Uh, he wanted that to be the hilt. Like he, he was just talking like about this. Yeah, this this sense of loss, and he was hoping somehow that that was going to be what he wanted, even though God, that yeah. wouldn't have happened. But yeah. and you you always have like when you when you're hinting towards that evil decision, it's always something else that then pushes you. Now, like he was already mm. feeling bad, but also still evil, and then now he's like, oh, I caused Mount Doom's eruption. Like now, wow. he, now in his mind, he's probably like, I'm unsavable. Let me just dive full in. Like yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of evil, like I think wow. this was like, well, it's, lost. it's dark, so we can talk a little bit. I guess maybe. Well, we I, I can. I can vouch for that. It's yeah, really dark it's, out here. We barely, we barely see you over there, buddy. I'm like Strider on the prancing pony, just going really to get my are. pipe I out. I wish you had a pipe right your now. Eyes. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Uh, but last episode, I one thing I had. Hold on, as as. Oh, you got it. Are you yeah. frightened? Are you frightened? Not nearly frightened enough. I know it ends you. The stranger, the stranger talking. Sorry. Yeah, you need the pipe for for real though. Um dude, so the last episode there was a um the whole bit with Gladriel, or I think it was the last episode, where she was kind of talking to Hallbrand about how she um it, uh, was she becoming the darkness or they could no longer distinguish between her and the darkness she was fighting. Yes, I yes, I was... will say, because uh, I've been very, very positive on the show, is I was sort of like, I don't it, are you? I mean, you, that doesn't seem that doesn't seem like you're that dark. And it wasn't this episode. She definitely said some stuff that I was like, Hey, glad that's got to cross the line. All right. Like they have hearts, they have names. <laughs> like, uh, we should consider these people more, more goth tortured them. But she was like, I'm going to wipe all of you off the face of middle earth. And I was like, that's a little extreme. And you start to see some of her darkness. And I guess I hadn't really seen it before. I just felt like she was angry and she was very, you know, uh, you know, kind of bent on uh, getting, revenge or something for her for her brother and stuff so i i didn't see her as like i i didn't see G like gilgalad or anyone else looking at her saying yeah she's a lot like sauron you know what i mean like i just didn't feel it until until this episode so yeah um not sure where that's gonna go or if, if we're gonna like if she's gonna have some healing or something that's gonna that's gonna you know um she still has that darkness in the lord of the rings trilogy because she doesn't really conquer it until frodo offers her the ring that's that's true that's yeah a great yeah. test yeah she, yeah her character's been the one that i've had the hardest time separating myself from the silmarillion with 
because yeah. I think her story in the Silmarillion is perfect and didn't need any changing and made perfect yeah. sense with how she progresses into um, the Lord of the Rings trilogy. I, I've, I've yeah. done my best. I've said, okay, this is a new Galadriel. Like, get over it. It's not that Galadriel. Yeah. The problem is I think she's a definition of um, telling us but not showing, kind of like you just said, as where they're telling yeah. us these things about her, but we haven't seen it. So it hasn't right. clicked with me yet. She's right. great. The yeah. actress, I think, is doing a great job. Um, Jim, how do you sleep? How do you sleep at night being able to reconcile those two things? Is it difficult or I don't sleep? Just lem- melatonin? Do you just drink it by the bottle? Or because I'm I having a hell of a time. Wraith. Live in the wraith world. I'm having wow. I'm having a hard time. Like, and I know I haven't known I haven't known these like these stories and this lore nearly as long as you. Like this this show has driven me to it. But um, yeah. It's difficult. I mean, that's difficult. But anyway, yeah, you do have to separate it. And I've, I think I said a couple episodes, I've started thinking of this as, thinking of the show as a tale inspired by the second age of Middle-earth, as opposed to being an, it's not even really an adaptation, honestly. If you think about all the things we've seen so far, what would you say, like, what percentage actually happens in the lore? Numenor exists and gets Right, like, right? it's it, 90% of what we've seen doesn't happen in the stories. And so... Yeah, or at least not the way that you know. I mean, so anyway, it's it is it is something that you have to go. No, nope. all right, that's fine. Yeah, See, let's I, move on. Let's enjoy. I, it. I think so. people like like Jake and like like my wife or people who haven't gone into that type of of lore or whatever are having a better ride. You know, I think they're having a better time of it. Which because I've I've even watched. You know, I've dipped around and watched some of the other uh, people who are super in, into Tolkien lore, and they are wrestling with some of the things, the yeah. pillars that aren't there for them, and so that's been. Uh, it, interesting to kind of look into. I have yet to dive down into See, all I of think, that. I think why I'm having such a hard... No, no, no. Yeah, I don't want to exaggerate. I'm enjoying the show. Galadriel's yeah. the only one who I've been, like, really stuck on. Yeah. 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 I think yeah. it's like, that's that's one of the things, because I, I sort of watched a few, uh, you know, criticism videos on it, and I think that's one of the... I, I think if, if you're like, you know, us, where you no bits of the law but you're still open to it then like you know i think fair game but the god there's so many people that just are obviously massive talking law nerds um and obviously like us as well but you know yes oh yeah heavily into the law right yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and they're just kicking off so much about the fact that it's not following the law and it's just like we knew that like four years ago when they announced it. If you if you don't if you didn't want to watch a show that isn't based on the law, then don't watch it and stop complaining. Like yeah, like no, going, yeah. It's like going to a restaurant and being a meat eater and ordering a vegan burger and being like, oh, <laughs> meat in it, and then just like continuing to go back every. The restaurant day. theme lives, man. I love it. I love it. Just like, continues. It still doesn't have any meat in it, and then going back the next Friday and eating it again and be like, oh, what is this? It's just like. <laughs> Right. <laughs> watch it. like, it's not the Silmarillion the show. It, yeah. No, yeah. 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 All right. Gentlemen, uh, this has been, I mean, honestly, this has been an honor. Um, I guess maybe before we go, I, I don't think we've talked about this yet. Maybe favorite, favorite characters or storylines you've been following and then any else, anything else that you want to share? Um, so that we're not keep, I mean, Jake, it's like, it's bloody near what, like, was it two or three uh, in the morning? He's getting to the witching hour. Yeah, it's one one twenty, but it's got a weekend tomorrow. So okay, okay. We want to. We don't want to burn too much the the night breeze, you know. But um, oh, no, tell, I'm, in, I'm in for the ride. Excellent. Okay, okay. Jake, what uh, favorite characters storylines from the uh, from season one so far? 
uh, Aaron and Durin for sure. Yeah. It's just like oh, I love it. I think oh. I, I love all the characters. I don't really think there's. I think the Harfoots are my least favorite. If I'm honest, like I still I still really yeah. like them, but I find them the least compelling. Mm. I really like Nori, but the rest mm-hmm. of them are, I, you know, I th- they're they're fine. Right. Throw them to the wolves, right? Yeah, just right. yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I love Arondir. I think um, I think he's a fantastic actor. I watched a couple interviews with him, um, and he's so different in person, which I didn't realize. He's very um, kind of eccentric and exuberant, and very um, flamboyant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, that made me really realize, like, wow, he's he's a, fantastic actor actor yeah um, uh but yeah i'll run and i'll run and Durin for sure i think their chemistry is just incredible and the little the little back and forth i think Durin is my favorite character mm-hmm. yeah he just he just absolutely nails it He's like great. all the little all the little mannerisms the bit when um when Elrond's telling him about the mithril and he goes like oh like just say it again. He's say like, it again. Yeah, 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 it was great. And he does that little like, hmm, that's yeah. just like, honestly. Just, <laughs> yeah. Funny. yeah. Um, yeah. He feels a lot like Gimli, doesn't he? Like everything we loved about Gimli, we kind of get in D4, like during the fourth is very like, yes. I think yeah. in a slightly less um, crude way, Gimli's a lot more, um, Gimli's a lot more sort of, Oh, I don't know what the right word would be. Just no, I know what you mean. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. He's um he's a little. He's not as noble. He's not as noble. Maybe. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. Darren for sure. Nice. Mm. Yeah. Love it. All right, Jim. Jim. Yeah. I, man, this is a rough question for me because I feel like it's changed depending on the episode that we've watched. Walk us through it. Walk us, yeah, walk us through the evolution. Up through the end of episode five, it was Nori and it wasn't a competition for me. Um, Because optimism, her like joy, I I love the Hobbit's accents, like they're so funny. Um, And uh, you've talked about it on the podcast before, but my ideal Lord of the Rings show would have been like... um, a low stakes Downton Abbey in <laughs> yes, yeah, yes. Like, I love the Hobbit the stuff. Four farthings. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. I, yep. I just want to eat it all up and I love their yep. little routines and I kind of love that their migration is happening here. Um yeah. and I love that they're not mm. just like lighthearted, like they have the the whole like the when they read off the people who fell behind. Mm. Yeah. Um, and like they're legit and they're trying to survive in this world, which it's just all this stuff is pretty cool to me. It's yeah. certainly not compelling story-wise like of a lot of the other plot lines are but i think that's yeah, why, yeah. that's why it's been why you like it unfamiliar. yeah, um, yeah. so it was nori uh but it was like bronwyn was a close second Ooh. and then in this episode i think she surpassed nori which isn't i mean almost not fair nori wasn't even in the episode um, yeah, yeah. And i think if i had to say it right now it would be bronwyn um the actress is just unbelievable. Wow. yeah uh, she does such a good job and i feel like not with the most material, but every line she has is delivered just with everything the actress has. It's it's so good. Um, Except for that one stolen from Sam, right? That's I know, the I know. Like, oh, she still put everything she had into it. But <laughs> she still gave it all. Uh, but she it. <laughs> I wish she hadn't said it, but she was trying to, <laughs> trying to encourage her son, poor Theo. Right, right, right. Um, I just like that she's a mom. 
um, yeah. you know, from a previous relationship that we don't know, like, which means that she has loss in her life that we don't know about. I like that she right. has the relationship with Arundir. I like her faith in the face of overwhelming odds. I think that's what Lord of the Rings is, right? Like faith in the people around you and in yourself mm. when there's no logical reason you should be faithful. Um, wow. And, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, so wow. it, it, maybe next episode, it'll be Nori again. Um, but right now <laughs> it's Bronwyn. I also love the Elrond Durin stuff. I find my interest isn't in that plot line though, outside yeah. of the fact that I'm pretty sure it's going to end in tragedy where the elves and dwarves still hate each other a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, they're really funny. That, like you said, that Duran line, like say that again. That was awesome. That was, that was <laughs> everyone was chuckling at that. That was so good. Yeah, yeah. But I think Bronwyn takes it for me right now. Man, a tug of war between a Harfoot and a woman of the Southlands. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. What thought? Tugging on the heartstrings, you know? Like I love that. Wow. Yeah. I love too that like Jake. I just this is why talking about the show is so fun. A because it helps me feel better about it because I get out of my own head and I get out of this new knowledge of what the second age Tolkien wrote about and everything. But it's, it's also nice to see how we all, you know, just like the movies, we all have different favorite characters. We all relate to different groups of people. You got Jake saying like out on the Harfoots, don't not, not, not my favorite group. And Jim saying my absolute favorite. Right. And then how they can both, they can both find, I think maybe, do you think that the hands down favorite, um, favorite relationship is Doran the fourth and, Elrond, I think so too. It has struck a nerve. Yeah, it struck a nerve that I don't think anyone was really even banking on. I mean, I'm glad no. that they yeah. they have spent as much time with with them as we've gotten. But I think it. And then you throw Disa in there too, and it's just like a really. I think I don't know. It's, um, I think it's because it's encompassed a lot of emotions. It's got the seriousness. It's got the laughter. It's got the banter. Yes, but a lot of the others are just revolving like Arondir and Bronwyn is obviously yes. a great relationship but there's no like laughter or lightness to that it's all very serious. yeah yeah very right. serious it is a lot and then you even have like treachery and promises and you know uh, you know staying true and like a, an old friendship and I, I i think it's an i think it's absolutely yeah uh like probably everyone's favorite um fellas i man i don't know i don't even know i feel like well, this was this was amazing i mean this is why we love doing this this has been an honor having you both on like for us it really and at the same time too we were we didn't think it was going to work originally so thank you guys for making this happen jim you had the day off and you said anytime and jake said hey i'll stay up until as late as i can and let's make it happen i was it would have been just as good no, no it wouldn't have been it would have been awesome to do this separately but this has been fantastic to have oh, both yeah. of you in the same cyber room at the same time with us i mean like i hope that i hope that someday we can have another one of these parties where everyone everyone can get there and we can all enjoy this in person but this is this is good enough for now i mean i feel just so honored to yeah, yeah to be guys, in this conversation honestly, i love it boys. It, was, it was cool my my mind has so like it's been it is like 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 Lane said. It's He'll never look at Gilglad the same again. Jim said, "I am going to title this episode Gilglad is or Sauron is Gilglad, whatever I decide here." Confirmed. Thank you, Jim. Oh, uh, oh god! Literally, it has saved. I think it has saved the the podcast. I'm not, <laughs> uh, but it saved it. So that's wild. Anyway. Can I have as well, just on a, on a completely yeah. separate note, um, yeah. just wanted to mention as well, which I'm sure everyone has noticed, so many amazing nods to the trilogy. Like, 
just yeah. really yeah. nice yes. little work like um when El runs outside uh Casa Domini mentions like salted pork um yeah right. malt beer oh, yeah was that oh there were so many yeah. up and down and like um I thought when Arondir said he, he would cut the tree down in like episode three, he like says it twice. And it was, I really reminded me of when Frodo's like, I will take the ring. And then he like shouts a lot, like, I will take the ring. Oh, wow. Um, Didn't even get that one. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's great. Well done. And Galadriel saying to me, I always want to call her Muriel. What is it? Muriel. Um, yeah. Uh, Calling her Regent, I thought that was quite similar to Gandalf, like speaking to Dennis Stewart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just loads of like nice little sort of nods. That I think they obviously put in um, as like a little yeah. sort of hat tip to Lord of the Rings. But they're not heavy handed. They don't right. like. Yeah. They don't. They're not so obviously fan service yeah. that it ruins it. Yeah, it's crazy. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, Even the whole like the 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 line. I'm sorry, as the like the line from the uh, the. Um, the poem about Aragorn, all, not all who wander are lost, being part of the Harfoot song. What's kind of yeah. cool? Yeah, they're they're all the riddle. This yeah. episode with uh, Isildur and the horse, like that's literally. Yeah. Oh, yes. Well, uh, Gladriel touching her horse and saying what Arwen says. Right. Hey, hold you, on. This is a kids' yeah. show, man. Come on. <laughs> oh, you got. Me. You got me. I'll cut it out. <laughs> You're getting on me for what I said earlier. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Oh my god! Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> that was actually pretty good, though, dude. Um, no, so Lance, like, H tries to stop me in my tracks like that. That's right. Uh, what, what is she? I'm saying? having too much fun. No, I'm just having way too are. much fun. These yeah. guys have got me stirred up now. What? What? It doesn't she say something? <laughs> uh, when they're when they're running away, she has Frodo. Yeah. Doesn't Arwen say something to her horse? Yeah, like a little. Up? She says Noralim, Noralim, yes. Yeah, is that what Noralim Asphalon? Didn't yeah. Adriel say that when she, she was chasing Adar? She said that to her. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Noralim. Yeah, like run faster. I don't know. We'd have to look it up. I had to get uh, David Sallow to uh, tell us what that I'm means. Not but yeah, more Elvish. I'm guessing it's like. I, I think it. I think it translates uh, from Elvish to "Giddy up, let's go, boy." Up. Kind yeah, of there thing. we go. Yeah, yeah. Pretty yeah. sure. Oh. But those are cool. I think yeah. there's like a, as, as Jake said, there's like a needle to yet to thread in terms of like, how do you mm. touch the trilogy fans or the book fans or second age? And it's like, I don't know. I mean, that is, that's a task. It's, it's tough. Yeah. But they, they definitely have done uh, quite a few of those little, like you see them and you're, you're sort of like it. I, I don't know. On a second watch, I'm catching more of them, but the first watch, they're not overwhelming to where you're like, Oh geez. You know, like Jim said, mm. Um, mm. but there's enough there that you're like, yeah, this is cool. Cause they're fans. Yeah. I yeah. 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 And I, I like to think that they're not, you know, they're not doing those to think like, oh, how can we make people think this is like sort of subconsciously think this is like the trilogy, but doing it because like you just said, they are fans yeah. and they obviously want to pay homage to yeah. the, the trilogy. Yeah. One of the greatest trilogies of all time. I mean, that's the, you know, like really that's yeah. So one of the, the one of. Yeah. Oh, you're talking to a Star oh, Wars guy, though, Jake. Uh, you're, I agree, but you're talking to a Star Wars guy. He's gonna yeah, say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." yeah. One, way, yeah. My bad, my bad, guys. I, you know, 1977. <laughs> People are like, they're, 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 they're cursing my name. They're like, somebody get that guy out of here. I just offended the whole fandom. <laughs> but, like a like a true wizard coming in and just you know saying, well, that's like an elf, I guess, saying yes and no. But yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, all right. Man, guys, thank you so much. Honestly, can't can't thank you enough. It's been it's, it's been surreal. Wow. 
all of these every week it has been really just surreal to kind of have different people on and, and to chat and make these episodes it's been great man yeah. such an experience yeah. gotta thank you guys too it's been great i yeah. uh sort of fallen off the facebook group i know the the map making endeavors i was on have sort of ended um but it, it, yeah. oh my gosh that's right jim was the map maker yeah. that's right it's, it's really oh, great to see your guys man. faces it brings me right back to LA. You too. Yeah. That was the, that was a great night. Yeah, it's been a great great hour and a half. And Jake, great to great to meet you too. You yeah, you too, man. Yeah, you sold yeah, me on sure. some things that I hadn't really uh, hadn't really considered before. It was great. I love, I love the Gilgalad yeah, yeah. theory. I'm and thank for you it. guys as well. It's been uh, it's yeah, it's been very long overdue and very very yeah. nice to actually chat to you guys properly. Yeah, right. yeah, Amen. this has been incredible. Yes, yeah. we're gonna have to I do it again remember. after finale, whenever it might be get yeah. more folks back on again because this has been fun i'm really glad lane like this was like something that you kind of said hey we, let's 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 let other people talk you know what i mean let's like <laughs> we've been talking for two three hours sometimes they're burning the midnight you know early morning oil or whatever we were doing during the reread so this is uh, <laughs> the, the night yeah. breeze well it, i mean it is like we've said it, it is so important i mean you know it's like it's what you do you it's this is i guess I don't have a water cooler at school. I, I work with a bunch of middle-aged women and they don't, they're not into Lord of the Rings. Right. And so I don't have a water cooler to go say, dude, what'd you think of the episode? You know, what, what did you like? Right. What did you not like? Where's this going to go? And so, and I, I, I do go back to that. Honestly, when we were, when we were thinking about doing this and, and having the circle and having friends on and hearing their takes on episodes, it was, it was, we had in mind the party, the LEP two, uh, where it just felt like one of the ma most magical days. People came in from all over the place and from near and far. And you could, we just, we didn't say much as I just kind of walked around and we're like, Whoa, these people, they've been friends. Right. Um, for far for a long time. And now they're here in person, like forging friendships. And it was cool. It's just cool to see. It's cool to see. Cause that was our dream. Our dream was to start a podcast where that felt accessible where um, whether you were a deep and sweaty lore master or someone who was just a fan of the films and had no knowledge of Tolkien's work at all, yeah, you could come together, you could talk, you could share a drink or two, a meal, whatever, and walk away as friends. And I feel like that's something that people have made possible. So, yep. and this is just a, a uh, an aspect of that. I, I don't know. I mean, there's, there are other places like this, but I think we're pretty special. I mean, I think what, what you guys can bring to our, our group is makes it... Um, for us anyway, it makes us want to just keep going, especially on late nights where we're trying to read stuff and go, What's, what was he in Jaren token? I don't know. Right. Yeah, we, <laughs> we need your guys' help actually. Yeah. Well, Hey, <laughs> honestly, thank you guys so much. Um, well, again, we'll try to have folks back on at some point, but this is really good, man. I, I think literally yeah. you guys have, uh, I don't know. This is the turning of the tide right here, man. Cause I mean, this, this, this <laughs> hasn't really changed at all. So guys, thank you so much. Lane's going to stick around here for just a second. Uh, and then to, to, to Jim and to Jake, thank you guys so much. Um, we appreciate you, and we'll see Love you guys Love you, boys. Around. My Love pleasure. You guys. All right. Thank All you, right. lads. That was amazing. Evening. All right. You too. Yeah. You too. Get some rest, and yeah, thank you, guys. Dang. The Peace. Man. Man, oh, man, oh, man. As I can't get over this. Well, that was awesome. They're incredible. I'm I am, and uh, we're just going to keep rolling right into our outro here. We're just going to keep, yeah. it's okay. Just, uh, okay, I, I just feel renewed. I feel a yeah. little like that's something I wasn't sure that I would hear something this far along that would take me like that. Cause I'm sort of like, nah, we've kind of figured out everything. We, we kind of know how this is going to go and we, we've, we've seen it. And then we were thrown for a loop. I mean, Mount doom shows up and just, yeah. 
like erupts in our face. Uh, so and then you had like, I mean, you know, I got lava all over me. I'm still drowning. I'm still drowning over here. Uh, <laughs> Uh, apparently, you know, a sealed or's mom, gee, many Christmas. This, how yeah. is he always right? How yeah, is he takes, always right? Oh, and maybe that's why he doesn't like saying that. He doesn't say that. He doesn't say it. He doesn't say that in episode three, man. They all say the sea is always right. And he does not because the sea took my mom. How can it be right? Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's a great, I mean, that's a great point. And even, even, okay. I'm just, my head is reeling because they Jim and Jake brought up so many good ideas. Think, thinking about like nods to the trilogy, it felt very um, Ensign Isengardy when when Hodg or Waldreg went up there and released the 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 river or what or the the dammed up water to essentially lead to the creation of Mount Doom. But in the oh, Two yeah. Towers, it's a cleansing thing, right, to defeat oh, evil. Sure. And sure. here, it's a, a creation of you know a, this is essentially. I mean that eruption is gonna it's gonna cover the sun. This was the master plan. It's gonna turn Mordor into or the Southlands into Mordor. Um, right, so yeah, right. it, yeah, it was an amazing and, and like you said, just to hear to hear his Gilgalad theory and like Cam, it goes along with what Cam was was telling us. Um, you know, when we've talked to Cameron Hansen. He's like, dude, it's, it's got to be someone that we just haven't even thought of yet. Yeah, for sure. And that would be, you know, and then that would help me because I'm having all these, I'm having this hatred for how Gilglad is being portrayed and that would help alleviate that, you know? So yeah, just, it's just so good talking to friends, man. It really is. And like, oh yeah, it's amazing how they have made us feel like we just talked last week or two days ago or yeah. Yeah. Like really the, the, the quality of these people is the, is the, the very highest. And, um, yeah, we're, it we're is. Lucky. You know, it is. And I, th- I think, too, yeah. like you yeah. said, it's, it, we, we, you know, because you and I can sit and, and talk ourselves in circles, right, or whatever. But it is refreshing to have other people come on uh, and to come from different mm. walks of life. And what you bring to the conversation is your own experiences, your experience with Tolkien, you know, where you're from, just, mm. just your personal taste. You know, I love when Cameron said back in the day, sort of like, dude's only talking about cinematography. But he's like, mm. guys, it's subjective. I mean, like, it's mm-hmm. we all can kind of tell when it's good or when it's not just based upon how well you do you think it's beautiful? Do you think it looks nice? Um, mm. So it's just interesting to think about different people and in, in their walking as they come in here. You know, uh, I don't know things that they that they connected with, things that they liked and that they enjoyed. And I think that is that's just refreshing. So it's it's yeah. good. And also though, you know, we've had people on the Hobbit Hotline, and I wanted to say this to you as well too, who have called in and said, "Guys, I appreciate that this is your thing, or that you guys have mm. enjoyed it. You know, up to this point, up to that point." Um, mm. But for me, they weren't sold on it. You know, they just weren't. And Jim even said that here. We, he was talking about Galadriel a little bit and just uh, – I actually have their chat over here. Yeah. I just found it. Yeah, uh, I saw that too. Yeah, yeah Galadriel's yeah. the only one I'm, I'm having pro- – uh, and what we even – we got a message today from Sam on Instagram. Yes, and I um, just read it, but yes, I just saw yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll either read it uh, tonight or we can read it another – we can read it on the hotline on Monday. Um, we'll make a point of that. But – and honestly, because I was – you know how nervous I was to kind of come out with my true feelings or the feelings that had been building. And I know it probably feels like it came out of nowhere. <laughs> some people's no. comments. Yeah. Some people's comments that, like, Lane, come back to the light. I'm like, guys, I don't, I don't know what light you're talking about. I'm not seeing any. Right, right. You know, that, that um, the, the reason it felt like it came out of nowhere is because I was giving this show time you know week by week i was like okay maybe it'll get better this week and it maybe it didn't well maybe it'll get 
for me. Uh, you did say that along the way. You even said, I think in episode four or something, you're like, I did just wasn't feeling it. And Sarah had said, yeah. watch it again. And, watch and it again. Then, and- you know, and, and that's the thing too. Like, I mean, yeah, if it's not locking you in, if we weren't covering the show, like a lot of people, you know, you and I are doing our, our episodes and, and covering it, bringing people on, setting up a platform where they can come on and, and chat. Um, if we weren't doing that and we were like everyone else or not everyone else, but you know, in general, if you weren't that invested, you would just say, they don't have me yet. I'm going to wait till this bad boy comes out and maybe watch the whole thing. Uh, mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. might have, they might not have hooked you right away. And I don't know if that, if that's, yeah. yeah. See, my, yeah. You know, and, and that's the thing that is. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C been difficult for me is they they hooked me immediately and then they lost me yeah you know like i was on it's like i I, it's like i'm they were a fish i had them on the hook and then somehow reeling them in you know uh, it got lost and i came up with nothing and i still i mean honestly i mean you know all my honest feelings like unfiltered i've i text you all the time i use you in sarah event when i'm not feeling something i think the biggest issue i'm still having is um you know like when you watch the movie, the trilogy, right? And then that inspired me to go read the books and how it was similar enough, but it somehow ended up being better in the books. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But not like tons better. It just kind of elaborated on stuff where I saw how things were changed. Yeah. And what, what's happened here is when I've, and I knew this was going to happen. I knew I was going to be like driven to go research and I haven't started reading the Silmarillion or anything. I'm like, I'm, I'm slowly yeah. working through the Akelabeth, but right it has made me go look certain things up and seeing how different it is and not knowing why exactly. Because to me, like, like, you know, like I've shared with you, I don't think that it would have been bad uh, right. the other way, you know? And so I, that's the biggest issue I'm having and there's no answer for it. And no one can say, Hey, learn, I mean, just snap out. You like, come on, see the, see on the bright side. It's Pull something it I got to go through. And, yeah. and uh, the, what I love that Sam said too, is he was like, first of all, he was like, he didn't want to post it in Facebook on the Facebook group. He's like, I yeah. don't want people to say I'm a racist or, and he didn't say anything that even could have been misconstrued as racism. But what he, his point is if, if people are saying they don't like the show, people, their knee jerk reactions, Oh, you're racist, or you're a bigot, or you're, you know, you're not a, you're not a this, you're not a that, or you don't believe in, uh, like you're misogynist, that kind of stuff. Like that's what people are knee jerk responding. If you say, I don't like the show so far, I've had, I have probably, I have issues with it. They don't even hear you out. And so he said, I didn't want to post it because I don't want to right. cause a stir. And he even went on to say, he's like, if you're enjoying the show, I'm happy for you. I'm glad, but I'm not so far. And here is why. And I think that our group, I didn't, I don't, I don't know that I foresaw that aspect 
of this right. happening happening right with with our podcast anyway of, of having such a diverse group of people who listen and participate with us that we're going to have this big and so i'm almost kind of happy that i feel this way because if we were both if we were both still on board not on, i'm not saying i'm not on board but if we were both still feeling the same way we did after episode one as right yeah i think we would we would wouldn't be able to relate to or I guess people might not be able to think that their thoughts are being heard as well in a certain, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not even in a serious way, but just in the, in the sense that I bet some people are feeling a little bit better that I'm kind of like, yeah. And this episode was great. I loved it, but I told you like some of the diet, like once the fighting was done, they lost me on the dialogue. Like yeah. I, and I, I feel kind of worried that the only reason I got sucked in was because of fighting. And I'm like, man, that's not why I go to middle earth. I go to middle earth for the, the characters. And that part wasn't what kept me going. You know, like I said, I was hoping someone was going to die just for a, some sort of like emotional catharsis or something. So, yeah. Yeah. No, do I think, you know, you're, it, when you think about the idea that what we said, we said this, um, uh, I was either episode two or three of the show, maybe, or maybe it was episode one out the gate. We sort of said, yeah, look, if you, we, we were hearing a lot of people say, or I was reading anyways, at least when people who were out there saying like, if you like this, you're an idiot, you know? Yeah. Right. Right. And, and they, right. Were, they were doing what I think Sam was worried people would do in the opposite direction. And this is where I get tired of the extremes. I get tired of people sort of saying yes. it's all this or it's all that. And that's yeah. why I thought it was really a good balanced conversation we had today. And I think you and I have had balanced conversations where, okay, you know, like I'm not going to steal again, my student who I keep referencing, Rings of power, Mr. Kirk. I mean, coming Absolutely. in like he has never read anything. He's he's never even read he's never even read the trilogy. He's literally just, I think, uh I found out he's just only ever seen the movies. His dad loves the movies and and they're watching it together, and that's cool. So, you know, and like we said too, I, I feel like I'm really actually glad that you are sharing how you feel and how that has evolved. You are allowed, if you're out there listening right now, you are allowed to not have liked it in the beginning, grow to yeah. like it. Liked it yeah. in the beginning and grow to mm, not so sure. I, I get so tired, I guess, of people. Yeah. You know, like that's a that's a part. It's part of art. It's a part of it's a thing that we're experiencing that we're that we're working through. And I, as I said today, at, we are all different. We are all different individuals who come into it with different knowledges or experiences or different places in our life or different expectations or things that we want from it. So it's going to be all over the place. And that's sort of the beauty, the chaotic kind of you know beauty mm. of it. But it is nice that people, and we always have wanted people to feel comfortable saying their their piece. That's why we opened up the Hobbit hotline was so people could come on and say, hey, I don't know, guys. I, I hear you being optimistic on this. And then, you know, but here's here, here's what I think. And we kept saying that over and over again. And then it is, I think it's important to share anytime you're feeling like, you know, that didn't get me or that's not whatever. Not everything is going to be perfect. The, the showrunners yeah. know that. The directors know it. They, they get it. It's you have, a, I mean, a thousand different moving pieces. You've got somebody working on costumes and uh, different things the, the 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 guy running the camera i mean it's such a crew we talk about like i used to say my i had an old football coach who said that um football is the ultimate team sport and he would talk about it's 11 guys out there on the field all got to work together to execute this play and then you think about a production like this or any of these productions to put on it's wild some of them do it better than others and some mm -hmm. and some things that can get lost like i mean story story i think people as we've grown with technology and our because we were talking about orcs and how good they look and all those different things things can look really great but have be f empty they could be hollow for for some people and if that's the case yeah i feel like 
then that's something we missed. That's 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 something that that didn't that didn't land well. So it is yeah. good. I, I I'm very happy to hear that people um, feel comfortable, you know, letting us know what their thoughts are because we've always said that we're approachable dudes. You know, like mm-hmm. we in our classroom, you're allowed to come in and say, "Hey, I guess it's a joke." Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. You say, right. you say whatever you want. I mean, like I mean, be respectful of everyone. That's the thing. Right there's a the thing. Being respectful of what that other person is saying and just trying, just trying to hear them out and saying, "All right, yeah. all right I heard you out." But here's how. Here's where. Here's where I'm. I'm stepping up and saying, "I don't. I'm not. This is. This is not what I want. Um, yeah. This is not what I needed." And it's just, I, I'm out. I mean, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the the other thing, yes. No, I beautifully said. The, the other kind of confusing thing too is you can still enjoy a show. Uh, but not enjoy it as much as you would like to. You know what I mean? Like I'm not, I'm not disliking it at all. I, there are so many things that I love. Yeah. About this show. Yeah. Um, but I could, I like it better. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, probably. And maybe I would never would because like we talked about the other day, we are now in that category. We're like the people who saw star Wars, right. a new hope in theater. Right. And who went to see Phantom Menace and didn't like it. Like right. Simon Pegg in Space. There's a deep cut for anyone who's seen the show Spaced with Simon Pegg and Nick Frost by Edgar Wright. Uh, it's incredible. Um, but he's like, his character mocks the, uh, he calls Phantom Menace a toy commercial, a toy advert, right? Now that's what a lot of old heads said. And so I kind of in a way feel like that's sort of, I don't like feeling old, but I feel old when I think, and it's so funny because I said I wasn't going to do this, right? Like a few weeks ago, I was actively defending the show. Um, and now I'm just kind of, I'm open to hearing people's criticism. I'm open to exploring the the lore and seeing like, oh, wow, okay. And why I'm open to that idea that if, if Sauron is Gilgalad, that would save Gilgalad. It would make him, it would make him redeemable. But it would take something extreme yeah. like that for me to, to be for him to him to be redeemed and he's such an important like when i think about tom shippy either leaving or being fired gilgalad's a pillar man he's a pillar in the second age and they said at the very beginning they weren't going to change pillars yeah that was something they promised they said these pillars will remain in place and we will work around to fill in the gaps and it feels like a couple months ago they started doing interviews that they said uh, essentially we're just making a novel tolkien never wrote and we're doing our own thing and so i want to know if that was lost i want to know if that was forced that, that's all I want to know. Like, and I will never know, but that would help me feel better one way or the other. So, but yes, you can still enjoy it. I still enjoy it. I still watch it every week. Yeah. Oh, it I still, it, what was it? This was like one of the first ones I didn't watch at midnight. You know, I watched it and I watched it this morning and I finished it at lunch at school so that I could have some time to think about it and let it digest. And because I don't want to, like, I would never come to an episode and be like, I didn't watch it. God gave up. Yeah. Can't do it. Can't no. Can't stomach it because I don't know what they're gonna do next, and it's compelling. Right. Right. And I, I love some. Of, I love a lot of the things they did this episode. But yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's yeah. Like you said, it's okay to feel a certain way. It's okay to change how you feel, and it's okay to change back and forth quite a bit, or to never like it at all. You know. So. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm I'm with you, buddy. And it's interesting, too, because I've, I've been going around and poking around and seeing what they're saying because they're on their little press tour. still I mean, yeah. I don't, they're not still on it, but they're you know, they're talking about it more. They're doing they actually on dead on deadline. They're doing like a behind the scenes interviews every week. Oh, really? OK, so go check out deadline every episode. They're doing like interviews. Uh, the directors. This was the first one by um, Charlotte Bronstrom, too. 
Yeah. So she directed this episode. Uh, the past few have been Wayne Che Yip, and before that, it was you know it was um, Jay Bayona. So we got a different direction uh, right. this episode right. as well, which was cool to see. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I was just reading. So I think uh, like L- Lindsay Weber is that. Um... Yeah, one of the produ- uh, producers or whatever. Or, yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, Amaz- Amazon's was she Amazon's. Amazon, like yeah, Prime Video thing, yeah, yeah, was, the Lord of Prime Video, <laughs> yeah, just 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 coming out and saying, like, I think she said as a producer, it's one of the biggest challenges of finding uh, that balance between living up to fan expectations and also making a show that people will be watching uh, who have never been exposed to or experienced this world before. Seems daunting to find a middle ground for both of those things, but then you know, like Lane, we, I mean, sometimes you come across a guy who says, I don't think it was, I don't think it is that daunting, or I think it, it yeah. you know, is, it's it could could have been done this way or whatever and so i I guess i almost think one of the beautiful things about the movies the trilogy is that they aired on they aired on appealing to the tolkien fan and maybe not i mean maybe at least in the way it felt and in the way of i would say you know because as jim brought up they changed a lot of stuff they changed a lot of stuff in the in the lord of the rings trilogy movies but they kept a lot too like they kept a a, a bunch of stuff yeah um And, and things that actually happened in the story actually happened in the movies. And so that's the thing where, I mean, if they don't have the rights, they don't have the rights. But if we've seen other people or a person, <laughs> if I've seen a person, because you haven't watched them yet, let's yeah. let everyone know. The last episode, you were like, I'm going to go watch this soon. I'm done. And then you were like, I can't do it. Well, after I saw that, well, uh, I, I was talking yeah. to Nadia, I was like, I don't know. You know, like, I don't know if I should do this. Uh, all kind of went like, we can't both be like Lane because that would be bad. Um, I, said but, at the end, I said at the end of the season, I will, though. Yes, I, I right. Will. And if you don't, that's okay, too. But like, what he did yeah. for me was he showed how you can use what they say they have rights to and still access the second age story arc in a, in a really yeah. powerful way. And so, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that's enough of that, honestly. Like I don't, I want to, I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm just still, this episode didn't like win me back over. Yeah. I don't want to feel like I have to be won over either. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just want yeah. to, I can feel how I want to feel. And um, like you said, it's an experience and, and uh, yeah, I, the one thing I will not do though, is I won't, make people feel bad for enjoying the show i won't no i would never i would never like insult someone's intelligence for thinking it's a great story like i think that stuff is that's really yeah. really um oh dude that's yeah. bad form and kind well, of really hurtful. Of the, you remember we said this this was probably like week uh, one or two of the show coverage where we where we said hey if you're somebody out there who likes this show and you feel like your voice is being overshadowed by voices who are like we don't like this show and we think it's yeah. trash and terrible yeah yeah. Again, I go to those extremes. I'm sort of like, uh, like, look, people are not allowed to really love it and really not like it. And I feel like yeah. I, I want those voices can be can be heard all in the same space. What yeah. I get, what I what you and I are both saying and what we what we don't like is when people are, are really sort of like, no, you, you, if you if you <laughs> like it, you're trash. And then they're like, yeah. well, if, if you if you don't like it, you're trash. I mean, that's yeah. a joke. That's sort of and like they, such a crazy thing. And they thing. start saying stuff like true fans are upset. You know, let your voices be heard. If you're liking this, you're a shill. You're you're right. not you don't really even care about Tolkien. It's like, come on, man. It's not that. First of all, it's not that serious. It's a fantasy it's world. A, yeah. Like, let's not yeah. fool ourselves. It's not life and death. It's not real life. It's yeah. a story and it should be escapist. And so, yeah, I guess if you feel like it's it's got too much like I don't know stuff that doesn't make you feel like you can escape, right? Yes, yeah, it's, um, it's not your cup of tea, absolutely. Yeah, but also it does help us confront real life too. So that's why Middle Earth is so confusing because it's both, man. You know, it's like, and then you've got someone like J.R.R. Tolkien who 
I think I think in that letter where he was like, you know, I'm open to other people creating a Middle Earth. It was more kind of a I think this I was thinking about this before. George Lucas, in my mind, is a genius because he said or maybe like the most selfish, selfless creative. Yeah. At that level ever where he said, I'm going to create this thing and I'm not going to act like it's even my thing, really. I'm going to share it with everyone. Um, what's in it? His like ex-wife or his wife at the time who made a better edit of a new hope that Absolutely. was the final edit. Yeah. So yeah. even him being like, okay, I don't know how to even edit this film. Like his, his self deprecation is actually one of his greatest qualities to me. Cause he had this amazing idea, but then he realized, okay, I'm not going to strong arm this thing. I'm going to let, if someone can do it better, I'm going to let them. And then how he opened up the world to, you want to create in this yeah. universe, go for it create go for it yeah and then for him to like sell it and walk away i know people always go well i mean he made like a trillion dollars but i don't think people understand how difficult that would be that would be like seeing the ring and throwing it into mount doom yeah because you have infinitely more money if you just continue to stay at the helm of star wars like that's that has always been so dumb to me he literally cashed out and said i'm too old I don't know that my ideas would work anymore or would, would resonate with a, with a modern audience. Let other people do this so it can live on. So that was his thing, That's right? I think when he said he wanted other people to create in the Star Wars galaxy, it was an invitation. I think, I almost think, and people can correct me if I'm wrong, but like when Tolkien did it, it was kind of more like a challenge. Like, mm. you think you can, you can't. Go for it. Like if right. someone else wants to create, because he was very... I mean, he was the guy who I, I don't like people aren't always comfortable with thinking about this side of Tolkien. But I mean, he was the guy who if, if he got edited by anyone, he was like, no, you don't know what you're talking about. And they were like, well, this you need to change. This is the improper form of dwarf or dwarvish or whatever. And he was like, no, let me tell you something. I wrote the dictionary. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. OK, yeah. I wrote the dictionary. If I say it's if, it, if I say it's dwarf or dwarf, yeah. it's that. Okay, so yeah. don't tell me. So I, I don't know that his invitation to write in Middle Earth was, I think it was more like a Bilbo, like, hey, hey I'm going to give Lobelia my silverware kind of a thing. Yeah, You know, it was like a, it was a challenge that he never intended anyone to take up. And so I think that's where it's different. And I think maybe that's why tell, yeah. that, that quote from Payne where he was like, we just want to create a story Tolkien never did is yeah. a little i think it rubs people the wrong way and especially like after almost a full season being able to look at that and go okay you really are writing a different story you're not you're not adapting anything you're taking you're creating a story with Tolkien characters in an age and just kind of making your own thing and you know it's it's cool but um right it's just a difficult uh transition or 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 adjustment yeah. to make yeah, yeah. no it yeah it, it is it, well it's it's bit first of all the fact i would not with these guys the, the dauntingness <laughs> of this whole i mean just this whole task is is wow the fact that they took it oh, all that's I, the other I, thing too and then that, as yeah. i know and then we and then we talk about oh boy jake's got more are you getting this message what's up what is he it? said one more tidbit on the gilglad sauron let's let's do this oh live. my gosh he forgot to mention this, this. man they're both maniacs, by the way. They are both. And like. Yeah, what? I, I hope Jim hasn't heard everything I've said about the Tolkien professor because he would never talk to me again. Did you Did you guess that? I'm like, oh, no, Jim. Because <laughs> he is cooler oh. than Corey. A thousand percent. He is cooler. I, but, but yeah. It's no. not even close. Uh, but I was like, oh, man, I hope he hasn't heard me bash Rory, Rory Molson. 
Um, I was, I was actually orchestrating a sit down between the two of you guys. People don't know this is a comedy show as well. Like we do comedy on this show, uh, and I will be orchestrating that 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 event. Can later. you imagine if we did some kind of this would be if like um, Funny or Die did something and it was like him and me and I was dressed up as a as Rory Molson and it was like a quiz off on Tolkien lore. Wow, like a between the between the two ferns type of production, and it's me and him just sitting there. <laughs> I got. I dress up like him. I speak like him. Right. And I just put up ridiculous stuff like, yeah, Mithril, <laughs> most people don't know, was actually um, a deposit from a dragon's urine uh, from ages past. Um, it was sung the, into existence by... the light. Well, he drank the sun, and that's why the light comes from within. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It tingles when you touch it, too. Look it up. Yeah, look it up. Uh, he would lose his mind if he had to sit across from it's me. It's in Tolkien's I, letter 242. I know he would lose his mind. And yeah, he would. He probably would get physical and say, shut up. <laughs> There's a I, tempest I, in me. I'm going to invite him on at some point. You watch. You watch out. Uh, no, hey. Okay, um, I'm fine. So, we got a message here. We have a message. What did you say? So not sure if it's <laughs> yeah. true, but saw on Reddit that the original actor for the role bowed out after getting upset about the details because he said it was too much of a deviation from the books. Called it creative differences. Who who was this? The the original actor who played Gilgalad? I think you know. So I'm going to ask him real quick. Yeah. So uh, I think that's what he's. Wow. Wow. I wonder if that okay. So I wonder about Will Poulter's departure too. Remember, he was going to play Elrond. Wow. I know he said he didn't want to. He wanted to do other projects, but I wonder if maybe that might have been part of his deal. So I don't know if he's read Silmarillion though. You never know. You never know who has. You remember the guy who who left? Um, I can't remember his name, but he he also left. He said he was he was in the first two episodes. He shot something for the first two episodes, and then they yeah. Changed. That seemed like he got kind of like seemed like he got fired or something it's though, like didn't got, it? Like they yeah, cut like his that, character. Yeah, I do yeah. remember that kid though. Yeah. Now, what if that was all a massive setup for something that they you know mm. they 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 laid, they laid some some foundation or something? Some there. tunnels. They were they were yeah. digging some okay. tunnels. They years in the making. They go to so she's all right. You're gonna go to social media. <laughs> You're going to play this off. You're going to have to just, uh, I mean, what if man, like could happen. I mean, it, it could have happened. That would be, that would be uh, next level. That'd be meta. That's wild. So yeah. What to look this up. He said, yeah. Uh, yeah. Jake just said, yeah, I think so. Saw it on Reddit somewhere. So not sure if it's true, but just yeah. thought it'd be interesting. Um, yeah, that's wild. I'm all for this idea that, that, uh, Gilgalad is, he's up to no good. I mean, yeah, he is, no good. I don't know if I like him. Uh, I'm with you on that, but <laughs> I love, yeah. okay. I think we have another, I think we're going to be doing something else here later too. So we're going to, um, yeah, we're going to be talking to Jared, Jared Lane. Uh, he just messaged me and said, Hey, whenever you guys want to go, we're, we're good. So we're doing something kind of back to back here. Will we plop it in this episode? Maybe we could. Yeah, we can ask him. Yeah, I'm down for that for sure. Yeah, because yeah, we're gonna pop it in. All here in a second, and yeah, we're gonna talk. He he has some some theory. He's a composer, and uh, it's a profession. And so he has some theories on the music and like what it can reveal of of the story. And so that'll be fun. We he was on a he called in for a Hobbit hotline. Yeah. Um. And so we just we meant to do it weeks ago, and we just this has been yeah. Uh, this is probably the busiest I've been in a while. World. Um. Yeah whirlwind and you know i had to cancel the hobbit hotline the other day because my dog ate my homework man you were just so swamped so i was so like i can't swamped. do it i can't do it wait i think we're gonna be back on monday though right is that right yeah 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 yep. the real reason is as the real reason was that as is a beast and he's doing a million things at once and he's yeah. tackling them all and well, he needed I, can i just say this speaking of what? professors 
I hope oh. my professor doesn't listen because, dude, <laughs> I mean, like you talk about last second getting an email on Sunday <laughs> that says, I, I so I, I was telling Lottie, I was like, I knew I had a paper due. I did not know I had Z six. paper. Oh, I, oh my God. There are only two pages. I looked at it. I was like, Ew, though. Ew. Were they all about different things? Yeah, you had to read a primary source. So I was reading like oh. the Thomas Hobbes, like the Leviathan and had to do an analysis of it. And I was like, okay, not bad. I can do that, you know? <laughs> and then he was like, oh, also there's like five more. And everyone in the class was like emailing everyone like, where is this at? When did he say this? Oh, like, so it wasn't in the syllabus. The syllabus oh. said primary um, primary source assignment. And someone was like, that seems singular. That's singular. Me, like, that is. This isn't an English class, but that's singular, I'm pretty sure. He was like, so in the assignment, there are just six different papers you need to read and analyze. And he, people were like, wow, wow dude. Wow. Wow. So, because uh, somebody so was like, "Yeah, that. we haven't done anything for like three to four weeks. So what are we supposed to be doing? Be doing, that the doing those things. That was crazy." But so, uh, as just caught up, he's caught up on all his assignments, man. He's he's doing crazy big things. Um, but so we should be back on Monday, right, to yeah, record hopefully. Hobby Hotline. Yeah. I did want to share this. It caught the light real quick. Check out how this ring is aging, man. Dude, yes. Can you see I, that? Yes. Isn't that beautiful? So it I got awesome. the like the unpolished, unfinished, rustic look. So when it yeah. first came, it was black. Like just super black, but you could tell that it was going to wear off and kind of shine up a little bit. But the way it is, it is unreal, man. So another shout out to Into the Fire. If you want to get one of the rings, I mean, they have, like I said, they have sterling silver versions of Gilgalad's rings. So if you don't want to, and uh, Durin's is also sterling silver. So if you don't want to spend like thousands of dollars on, a, on an actual gold one, you could get that same design in, in sterling silver and get that rustic finish and it wears off. And it has changed like over the, past month i've been wearing it it's changed day by day i mean it's and it gets more and more beautiful and interesting and, and intricate and so it's right. it's a good buy i mean i think mine my parents got mine for my birthday shout out to my mom and dad very very generous really awesome but my dad's also is doing the same kind of thing it's that, yeah, I might that need finishes to, to get a picture of what his looks Dude. like or something like oh yeah. yeah his oh i will show you yeah his is awesome his is like the um Oh shoot! What's it called? It's like a big glob. It just looks like oh. it was literally. It looks like something the meteor man would wear, honestly. Molten, just yeah. yeah it's like a molten. I think a molten slab. Is that what it's called? Maybe or something like that. Okay. Um, okay. But it, they are all beautiful. Um, I would still like to talk to those those ringsmiths if we can. That would be really cool to yeah cool. to interview them. They said they might be down for uh, like a short hey. interview at some but point. Before, so before we bounce to Jared here, real quick shout out to Anthony. Oh I mean, man, tearing it up out there! Still. I I love okay. So that whole idea of him being a Samwise, it really is true. Like he was yeah. like, I've seen enough battle for a lifetime. Yeah, he's good, man. I love I love him. I mean that yeah. it's I talk about favorite characters, and he's I know he's there, man. I mean he I he, he was awesome. He was awesome. And then like once that uh, once the eruption happened, and you see you see all these characters calling out for others, right? Yeah. And he's calling out for Valandil. Yeah. Right, Valandil. Who's gonna die though? Is it gonna be him or or Antimo? I think Antimo. Someone sent die. us an amazing message about that about 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 who it's gonna be, predictions Ooh. wise. Oh, uh, okay. And they said Valandil and or or Valandil or whatever. And it I'm was fine a, with that. and they had they said hate to dis. They have like references and like okay, his good. Name is mentioned. His name is mentioned in the lore and stuff. I didn't know about. I was oh like, wow. It's in our email. If you get a chance to look at it, all cool. Uh, yeah, maybe after Jared, I'll I'll pull it up here. But man. I would that would also be kind of cool because Antimo and Asildor could form like their friendship where they they're they're buddies, but Valandil is the the common friend. You know what I mean? Yeah, so. yeah, for sure. 
All right. Well, hey, we're going to jump off here and then we're going to, yeah, I think we're going to make a quick phone call. Court some more. That's what we do. Jared, how's it going, man? (laughs) The man with with the last name who is my first name. Oh, that's true. I never thought about that. Oh, it's really crazy. It's a family. Jared, it's a family name. Oh, seriously? I had like my grand, my great grandma, her her maiden name was Lane. No, no, no. Not her maiden. Her her husband's name was Lane. So my great, great, I can't think. My great, my great grandfather, (laughs) his name was, my great thumb was Lane. Oh, sorry. My Jesus. Migration. Oh. I don't know. Wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> All right. I'm going to do I'm going to do a short intro and then we're just going to talk and we're going to let you we're shutting up and we want to hear all the things that you have to <laughs> yes, say sir. about the, the music and the theories and stuff. OK. Oh, sweet, man. OK. All right. Hey, uppers. Um, as promised, here we are. We are with um, the composer himself, an actual real life. How many of you know composers? I bet yeah. uppers out there. I bet you don't even know a composer. Except for Jared, okay, in real life, and a couple posers uh, have, ourselves, and a couple uh, lots of posers. Maybe. We're, we're posers. <laughs> we are one hundred percent. The U uh, the UP and unexpected podcast actually stands for un unbo- unabled United posers. posers. Okay, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> dot com. So we're here with Jared Lane. He, uh, you've heard his name drop before. Uh, he's he's been a um, man. I I feel like you have been a friend of ours and and a listener for like three years man probably yo so let me let me tell you this so okay i started listening <laughs> two days after you dropped the very first episode what? holy crap that's okay, two in one night i was gonna say this is really weird that you were on the same episode because we just got done talking to jake and jim yeah and jake hodgson was like the first person we ever heard from and he listened to the first episode and was like i can't ready wait i can't wait for the next and we didn't have a next he was like, did these guys just start? So it's like <laughs> between the two of you to who was the first listener outside of Ez and all of our family members. Oh, that's and then, fantastic. And then Jim was like a couple months in. So that's crazy that you are. Wow. Okay. Um, two days after. Wow. Okay. That's OG. That's super OG. So I was <laughs> wrong on the three years. Um, but long time, long time listener. And we've, we've had communication with Jared for a long time. There was, there was like, there was a, a theme that you were composing for. A podcast, right? Wasn't there something that you were you were working on a special theme for us, just out of the goodness of your heart? Yeah, yeah. I still need to finish it, but yeah, I contacted you guys like I don't know, like three years ago or something yes. like that. Yes. Just wanting to to write something, and then college started again, and yeah, I never got no. to it. But that's that's what yeah. happens. Well, we're still open to it in the future. If you want to showcase, um, you know your your incredible skills, we would love. We we're due, aren't we? Yes, for a new intro oh man. Outro. For long overdue. <laughs> long overdue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, Jared, tell us a little bit about about your um, like how you got into being a composer, music, your background, all that stuff. Tell us, uh, and then and then tell us what you what you do now. Let everyone know uh, your story a little bit. Oh yeah, sure. So I I fell into music by being in musicals as a kid, mm. and um, mm. I just started liking the music more than musicals. Um, oh, that's cool! Wow. So then I started out. Um, as a music ed major in college um, and then the professor convinced me to take composition lessons on the side and I was like I'm sorry I can't I'm already taking like 19 credits I don't have time yeah. and he was like you know it's fine it's it's whatever just you know do what you can and then everything else stopped getting done because I loved composing too much and wow. so this little side project just started taking over um, Wow! so I started diving into it um, I met a producer in the town where my college was and started learning how to produce my own music. 
Um, wow. Dang. And then I was like, you know, I'm going to go full send and try film composing. So I moved back to Colorado, which is where I'm from, and um, studied under this composer named Ludek Drizhal, who's been in the business for 20-something years at this point. Wow. And learned from him. Um, and so now what I, what I do is I write for TV and film for the past, I don't know, year and a half. That's what I've been doing. Holy crap. As this kind of sounds like Jared's just talking about his path. I feel like that's sort of the musical version of becoming a Jedi. Is that, does yeah, that yeah, sound yeah. Really to you? Like yeah, I was learning getting... under Ludwig von Schwitzel? I mean, that's kind of nuts, dude. I, like, I'm, that sounds the, the, like a... That's... There's a lineage of, of, of masters here. You're like, whoa. Jedi master, Ludek. Uh, so believe it or not, so Ludek, the, my, the guy who mentored me in all this, and, and he still does. He knows Bear probably, right? He knows he Bear. Does. He does. Oh, my God. They went, so Bear went to USC, which is kind of the film composing school okay yes and ludic also went there wow dude oh um, my lord yeah Dang. so you're you're jedi master and bears bear as a jedi master we're jedi masters on the council together i mean i know yeah. this is this is lord of the rings so i gotta think of no, that's, analogy, that's working that's working for me, so. to me yeah they're on um, the council and i'm a padawan over here <laughs> i know oh, i think I, I feel like you're you're a young jedi you're a jedi out there working your way through the galaxy my friend yeah, <laughs> that's so cool. Okay, so do you want to tell us like, um, do you want to tell us projects you've worked on or things that, like even things that you would like to do in the future? I mean, you've been doing this for like professionally for a year and a half. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, just about. Okay, okay. So things that you've worked on so far, or things like you said, uh, like I said, ambitions that you have for the future. Yeah, well, um, I've done. I did my first ever feature film uh, a year ago, just over a year ago now, and it wow. was this really weird quirky heist film um and wow. so that that was super fun because i had to learn a whole new genre that never never written that type of music before and hopefully that should be distributed on amazon soon and then i wow. i did a documentary a little bit ago and got to record uh with, with the orchestra for the first time which was super fun and then um they had like these middle eastern vibes so that was fun to do and writing uh, the score for like this dystopian thriller tv show yeah that's in the works it's been really fun wow that's, that's wild man so uh, that's crazy i'm actually trying to look some of the you know me i'm over here like like looking around IMDb. like i am i am yeah. being it and everything yeah. right now like holy smokes man dude that is so can i wild. can i ask a personal question because like i I've, i'm fascinated by people who can or who do uh, like Travis Sigler is someone who I'm blown away by. Cam Hansen, someone yeah, I'm blown yeah. away by. Like mm-hmm. who had um, more skill than me at an art form, and also more bravery than me to like pursue uh, like genuine arts as a career. And so, like, like I want to ask Travis this. I would love to. I I don't know why I haven't asked Cam. Well, because I know Cam's got a day job too right now. He's doing. He's like. He's like freaking all night in it even though he can't stay up with us come on cam um, <laughs> like as a as a professional composer like what does your day look like do you have a routine that you go through every day to just create regardless of what project you're looking on or working on what does a, a day in the life of a composer look like so i had way well, not way back i'm not i'm not old enough to say way back yet um <laughs> but like a few years ago um i was reading this this book um where is it? I forgot that. Oh, there it is. It's just called rest. And, and it was about, 
um, just the the relation between creativity, work, and rest. And one of the things it said was, um, you can never make creativity come, but you can set up your life so that you're always ready to catch it when when it comes. Ah, like when the muse finds you. Oh, yeah. wow. And so I was like, so I need to treat composing like a nine to five. And so ever since then, without fail, um, I've always guarded my mornings as a time of if I have like a paid job or not, or it's my own personal project, I will sit down and I will write till lunch. Wow, dude. Wow. wow. And Man, then if you... I have to make money some other way, it happens after lunch, but after lunch. nothing happens before. Do you, Except so, I, I mean, this is, this is probably goes without even asking. I shouldn't even ask it, but are you more creative in the morning time? Is that more oh, a yes. prolific yeah. time? Okay. Cause I'm, I think you are probably either a morning person or a night owl, like in terms of creativity and I've, or even productivity. And I've always felt like pre-lunch, Sarah and I both, like pre-lunch, like before 11 o'clock is where I get most of my best ideas done, regardless of what I'm doing. Like after yep. that, I start to just lose it. Um, yeah. That's that's amazing. That's fascinating. So I think that's a really cool way to, yeah, to talk about like, because uh, I've always, I felt too that like you can't force creativity. I think there's a lot of people who think that you can, and maybe some, some, creatives can but like even for me and just like little artistic endeavors i've had like i've never felt like i can go make it happen i have to be in the right mind but what you're saying too is is brilliant because you can make yourself so busy that you're shut off completely mm-hmm. or the state of your life at times you can just be totally shut off to inspiration and the muse and so that the fact that you have that that, that rest is your channel to be able to receive that inspiration and and um energy is that's really that's really cool and like i've Um, also found that like inspiration often follows sitting down and starting to work mm, and it mm. might be like half an hour or two really frustrating hours where nothing's working and then something happens and it comes wow yeah so the patience that comes with rest as well and just yeah, yeah man. That, that's what, it, Jared. I don't want to steal any of your thunder here. Like, and I'm just trying to, to trying to to hype you up here. <laughs> Were you did, so you worked on a couple different things? Uh, Starbright is that something that you worked on, or is that yeah? Something? So you guys, you guys want to hear a crazy story about that? Please, please, because yeah. I think I know who's. Please, I think I know this is going to go. So please tell me something. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so Ludek, my mentor, was a composer on that, mm-hmm. and he was getting ready this was at the beginning of my last year of grad school studying with him and he was getting ready to go over he's from the czech republic so he's been recording with orchestras over there all the time wow wow and he, um so he was getting ready to record this score this massive score it's like an hour and a half long and um and so his normal production partner forgot to renew his passport and um, his normal oh production gosh. partner is a British citizen, so it would have taken him like six months. And then his other person couldn't go. And so all of a sudden, I get a text from him in like the middle of the night. And he's like, hey, do you have a passport? Oh and my because gosh. at a time, I thought I was going to go to China and teach English for a little bit. and didn't. I had renewed my passport after I turned 18. Oh, my gosh. And so dude. I was like, I do. Why? And he's like, oh, just come to my office. So I go to his office, and he asked me to to be the production assistant on that trip. So we went over there uh-huh. um, and and recorded the score. And then I started f- 
freaking out because John Reese Davies was in the movie. There it is, like, oh, John Reese Davies. Oh my lord! <laughs> I just saw that. I was like, I didn't realize he was in. I was like, oh my goodness, dude. dude! This is like you just explained that, and I thought to myself of a of a Bilbo Baggins being whisked away on an unexpected adventure and, and oh, that's what this like. Gandalf yeah this Gandalf <laughs> character is like hey, hey meet me meet me here at my house so I'm not gonna even tell you why but you're in for an adventure <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's unreal that is unreal yeah wow. man that that is crazy and that so that's real that's a that's but it says 2022 I don't know if that's um I'm just I'm just looking I'm just looking a few things up here, right? So then you were talking about stealing the show as well too, uh, something that mm-hmm. you're working on. Wow, man, this is cool stuff. Honestly, that is that that is, I'm blown away by that. This is awesome. We're rooting for you like crazy, Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's amazing. Um, so, I guess my the most serious question I'm gonna ask you all night is when when we when our theme is produced. Will it go to the top of your IMDb? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh know, I don't know if IMDb has podcasts, but if it does, I'm going to try to get it on there. We're going to figure it out. Yeah. Okay, so another thing I always ask too, and like, th- don't take this as fishing for compliments, but like when I when we talk to people like you, we talk to people like Anthony, anyone really, and I'm like, why why do people who are this like creative and interesting uh, choose to spend any of their time listening to As and I? Like, how did you, <laughs> yeah, right. like, what, yeah, yeah. is it just because it's a, it's such a break from serious stuff that you're like, Oh God, these guys are just, he's, he's, little... he's like, wow, thank God I've got it together. Right. He's, he's like, <laughs> right, right, right. I, I mean, what, what is the, like, what, why an unexpected podcast? I gotta know. Well, I mean, the reason why I found it was because I finished Lord of the Rings and I was so bummed. I was like, oh. I have to find more Lord of the Rings content. And then wow. I found you guys. And it was just so much fun to listen to you guys and how you guys cool. talked about like the, the personal meaning and what you took away and just all of, like the life lessons that are in that book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I, I think I just really latched onto that. And then you guys are just so genuine. It was just so it's always been refreshing to listen to you guys. So that's cool. Yeah. Okay. It's awesome. That's amazing. Man, I don't tell Jared that we're scripted as. Don't let him know we have writers. Well, I know he, he just <laughs> went. We, he went off script. I, he, I emailed him the script and he didn't. He didn't read it. So we're not friends at all, and yeah. you know that. And I'm glad you know that. Um, okay, dude. Let's. I mean, I want to talk more about uh, about like. Um, oh man, this is just fascinating. Anyway, you wanted to talk about um, themes that you're picking up on your reaction to the score of of. Um, of the rings of power done by Barry McCreary. And then also like you're picking up a lot like Rebecca Romney was talking about, um, in that, in that second episode, first episode we did on episode two, mm-hmm. like certain story plot lines that you think are being revealed through, through the music. So just kind of yeah. take us away on your thoughts. We just want your, the composer's yeah. notes on, on your experience with the music for rings of power. All right. So when I, I was, I was so blown away when I listened to the soundtrack mm. for the first time. And like, like, cause I listened to it and I, and I thought to myself, like, I couldn't write this. Like mm. bear is so good. And mm. so, I, so I was so excited. And then I listened to the Numenor soundtrack, which I think is probably one of my favorites. Mm. And at first I was like, Oh, this is weird. But then yeah. I realized this and I was like, man, I really think bear has done his homework. Because I could, I could 
see the story of Numenor mm-hmm. through that theme because it starts with this medieval instrument called a hurdy gurdy. Wow. And uh, wow. And so it, it's really primitive, and then you kind of have this primitive percussion come in. And then the theme plays again, and it's a bit more noble because now it's a hurdy gurdy and a French horn. Wow! You know, as as the as the um, what it was the oh, I forgot their names, but before they were Numenorians, Numenorians, right? Yeah, and their yeah. their story of of rising to this yeah, this, the Adine. yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The Adine, and like yes. their story of rising to this like height of honor and then nobility and stuff, and I could like feel that in the score. And I was like, "That's wow. that's really cool." Okay, and, so I'm gonna um, ask you: Is is the yeah. hurdy gurdy that? Yeah, it's like a. From what I can tell, it's a hurdy gurdy, and you can think of it like, think of it like a really boxy violin. That oh my instead God. of using your it fingers, it's, it's got it has buttons, everywhere. and you you spin a wheel that oh my makes gosh. the strings vibrate. It's this really weird thing. Um, but I was like, "That's wow. a fantastic use." Wow. Yeah, that, that I'm looking at it right now. It looks crazy. I <laughs> Right? Yeah, I feel like I might have been more successful at this though in orchestra than than I was at the, <laughs> at the viola cuz there's buttons That's I can funny. press on it, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, but, so like you're, and that, that's brilliant too. That he even used like, like you said, it's a medieval instrument, right? So it's an ancient instrument. Talking about a place in Arda, you know, Numenor that is ancient that doesn't even exist, you know, when we're when we're in the Third Age, right? I mean, it's not around anymore. So it would have been because we have to use that as kind of like our home base for Middle Earth, right? We're used to, like the place that we feel safest, like the home, or even like I guess maybe the current year when we're in Middle Earth. Is is during Frodo's journey, right? Mm-hmm. That is the place that will always feel like home for most, and maybe The Hobbit for a lot of people. But that's it's close enough in time, so that to think of something prehistoric, it would be Numenor, and then to associate that with a prehistoric, and then to think that even like you said, even Numenorians had an his, a history in Middle Earth. So to go really, really old with the instrument and like something that, so that's what um, my buddy Joe Lewis was thinking sounded kind of like Egyptiany. It was like there's very like Egyptian. And like, aren't there some symbols that come into that that feel very like ancient? It, it just feels very yeah. ancient when it's yeah. Know, he played. has like, I think he has some finger symbols in there, which That's are what exactly what like. they sound like tiny yeah. symbols that go on your fingers. Yeah. And then he he writes it in something called like a harmonic minor mode or a melodic minor mode, which okay. is what music from that part of the world is wow. typically in. Wow, because mm-hmm. I, I can almost you could almost put that beginning part of that track to Camels in the Desert, and I would be like, oh yeah, yeah. I'll buy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But th- but that evokes is lost civilizations, right? Ancient civilizations that had all this knowledge and power and wisdom that were lost to the ages, yeah. and so it's that would be perfect for. Okay, wow. So like you said, his genius is probably and i feel like i okay i feel like when we were talking about this as and i both we were like we're not going to be able to appreciate this score for what it truly is until uh, years yeah, yeah. And is that true you believe that as well yeah yeah i would okay. i would say that he's he's he really is a storyteller with his music and he's very good at using the themes wow. um in the in the in the episodes like i'll watch the episode for fun you know, not thinking about the music and every episode I've gone back and watched it again to try to learn as much as I can 
seeing how he's using the themes and it's just it's amazing how he's wow. using them. it's really great huh so how do you feel too about the whole um like episodic release of additional music or like music as it appears in the because i originally thought that that first soundtrack we got was going to be the whole it was like the whole season but there were there would be more but we wouldn't get it in soundtrack form how do you feel about that whole release of weekly soundtracks almost for the episodes yeah see i think that's really cool because normal soundtrack albums don't contain half of the music that's in a movie or a tv show yeah 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 Mm -hmm. because like the music is almost constant so Mm -hmm. that soundtrack album that was first released should be you know six hours long but it's only an hour and a half yeah. Right. So there's yeah. so much more work he's done. Um, so it's, I really like that idea. Yeah. And it keeps it keeps people kind of in tune with the with the, even just the variations of themes and stuff, right? And the yep, the different ways that the music is is played out. Okay. Yeah. So so the Numenor uh, track hits you immediately. What else? What else were you have you responded to or you you feel is just incredible? Um, you know, I think. I think I already mentioned this in one of the calls. Like Valinor was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know when I listened to the track during the fourth as the album, mm-hmm. I honestly was like, "What is this? This I don't, I don't like this. I don't understand." And then you know, lo and behold, when I actually see it with Duran on screen, it was just perfect. It works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's yeah, yeah. it's so cool because I'm I'm a cellist and that main theme is on the cello, right? Yeah. Yes. And, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. It's something I found interesting because how often do we get like a cello solo in Middle Earth? It doesn't happen. Oh, they, they are everywhere in the soundtrack. Okay. okay. Yes. Yes. It's the so soundtrack, cool. right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. But not, but not in the old one. You know. Right. That's what. That's what I've, I. It was never featured because I would. Okay. Aside, but when as I were an orchestra, I would always. And this was. It was so much harder to find it. But when you would find sheet music for Lord of the Rings, right? And you, as a cellist, you sit down. And you're like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, oh, this is not anything fun this is just like supporting role stuff yeah. okay all right yeah unless you're playing like a french well, horn or a fiddle a fire fiddle you know you're screwed kind of a deal but, i mean i was know. sitting over there on the viola just going i mean you know plugging along there while the trumpets or whatever back there like i had a lot of rests that is what i remember like you just be quiet you just be quiet for a second yeah that's funny wow but like I don't know like how much you guys uh, you guys have played them, and so if you like listen to the performance, it's so heavy the yes. way he's playing it, and I was like, that is just the the thought process of I'm gonna make a theme, and the theme itself sounds like Doran, but then I'm gonna make it feel like heavy footed, like a dwarf, like yes. short and stocky, and you turn so a cello great. into a dwarf, and even if you think about how you play a cello, you're like sitting down, right? I mean, you can play yeah. a violin standing up. You can play a viola standing up or sitting down. A bass, you have to stand for, a bass violin. But the cello is yeah. the only one where it's like, you got to sit, man, unless you're doing something real weird, you know? Yep. And so you, you're the shortest instrument. Like, you're one of the biggest instruments, but you're the shortest. Um, yeah. And so that makes sense that it – and it does I, – hmm. I never thought – I was I was blown away by that too and just tickled that, like, you know, it goes on to be – it was the violin after the cello, initial cello piece – and then it, it's like a violin after that. But like the fact that the the cello was featured, I loved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Absolutely love that. So uh, what else? What else? What else was hitting you, man? Okay. So I'm going to skip to the end of the soundtrack here. Yeah, All right. Yeah, okay. And we're going to, we're going to get into some theorizing. Please. Wow. Wait, no, actually we're going to go back to the stranger. 
So oh boy. I'm I'm holding out that the stranger is Sauron. And um, oh my and I feel like some of these might be reaches, <laughs> but others I think and like I've been I've taken this from watching the show and I've started kind of using this principle in um the thriller I'm writing of of subtly using themes to be a little misleading, right? Mm-hmm. And um mm. and so I'm convinced the stranger is Sauron and I'm I'm still holding out. And um one of the reasons is and this is really nitpicky, mm-hmm. but the harmony with those like metal bowls that starts it out and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. going up and down the chord. Yep. If you go and listen to the end of the prelude of the fellowship it's it the harmony is so close to the ring themes harmony that i just can't get over it wow that one yeah but like the chords underneath it he's using the same oh, type of yes okay structure structure as oh and so, my gosh i feel like he's and, you know and he's using that He's using Sauron's theme over different characters. Like mm-hmm. we've heard it several times over the stranger. We've heard it a little over Halbrand. Yeah. We've even heard it over Galadriel. Right. Yeah. And so, wow. um, he's just kind of using that and that's really subtle, but, and then, um, the, my favorite track on the whole album is where chat, where the shadows lie. It's the last one. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, and that really eerie melody that's being played with like a a really high violin and then a low violin it's mm. i don't know it just seems it feels a little close to the stranger and i've even gone on the piano and wow. some of the some of the um there's this really cool thing called inverting a melody which is basically you take it and you flip it upside down mm, okay yeah um and it's when you flip the stranger's theme up. This is so nitpicky and nerdy. When you flip the stranger's <laughs> theme upside down, yeah, it sounds really close. Really, to, to that last one, which I was like, it's kind of cool. Like you think she might be good, you think it might be Gandalf, and you turn what? that goodness and that idea on its head. And so, I'm wow. not sure. It's it's not exact. But it's just got the same feel. It's the same kind of harmony. Sometimes it matches up really well. Okay, now even, that, could that mean that that if he is Gandalf, he is the opposite of Sauron? If it's oh well, yeah, inverted. so you could do that too. Ooh, okay. okay, okay, that's that's Gandalf's task, right? When he comes, yes. So you oh, can, you can play can be, it like that too. Wow, but it could be either. That that's the confusing thing. Oh my lord, dude. Okay, yeah, so you're still holding wild. out that he's he's Sauron. You're still. I'm holding out that the stranger Sauron, that Halbrand okay. is the Witch King. Um, okay. okay. And in my mind, Adar is Megalor, but um, wow. even if the show says otherwise, he's just that. Right. Yeah, he just is mind. that. Yeah, really yeah. Get, Head can't, yeah. And we didn't, re- we didn't really even get total confirmation on who he is this episode, too. It was just kind of more... Yeah, I mean, he was like, well, I'm one of the first orcs, and I'm the guy who's turned it in. It was more like Galadriel doing the talking. Right. Like, yeah, I found yeah. that with Adar... It's people. People will talk at at Adar, and he never really gives answers. Yeah, no, he doesn't. Yeah. He's just kind of like, yeah, you know, he'll he'll talk almost in parallel to what they're to what they're saying to him or accusing him of or whatever. Uh-huh. So, 
Yeah. Wow, dude. Okay, this is mind blowing. Uh, um, Jerry, I got a quick question, just because I this is something that just dawned on me. You know, Rebecca was asking that, or she she thought this was the case. Glad because we heard Gladriel's theme in in this uh, most recent mm-hmm. episode, and it did sound like different. It, d- it does sound like it's being played on. She was saying different instruments, maybe, or um, and it's just sort of. I guess supposed to be like evolving maybe because she's the protagonist. Any thoughts on, on her, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Her, um, in these past couple episodes, I feel like there's been a lot of character development for her in five yeah. and six. Mm. And so her, cause I remember she mentioned, um, and I, I remember noticing this watching the first episode when we heard her theme and, and just a solo flute over a harp. Mm. And stuff, oh yeah. Yeah. Just mm. how effective that was. Um, and you know, in these past couple episodes, Galadriel has been compared to Sauron on multiple occasions True, mm-hmm. and she's gotten really close to acting like him too, especially in this mm. episode. Yeah. Mm, wow. Um, and so to start to twist her theme, you know, a little bit and make it darker and more evil, it's just, it's, it just fits mm-hmm. exactly yeah. what's happening in the narrative. Cause you can take a theme. Um, one of my favorite things to do, um, if I'm like in between a project or something is to write a theme and figure out how many ways I can twist it. And bears really doing that with her theme quite a bit. It's just taking it and really twisting it and doing all sorts of things to it. Wow. 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 That's wild. Okay. How would I, I guess another question I would ask too, from a composer's perspective, like how would you, cause to me as just a norm, right. I feel like what bear has done is um make allusions and honor howard shore's uh-huh. soundtrack while also not losing his own identity yeah which is which to me is like i can't imagine maybe a more difficult task <laughs> right I, am i right on that or are you feeling the same thing or am i way off no that's so the like give you an illustration of that my first assignment working mm-hmm. and studying with ludek was he said, write me a song that's like Moon River, but totally different. Wow. Hmm. And then, you know, he'd, he'd be like, write me a score that's like Mission Impossible, but totally different. Wow. Because, you know, as in, in the film music world, we have to work within certain, um, I don't know if tropes is the right word, but certain, certain devices and stuff. It's, mm-hmm. it's like if you're in heist music, you have to follow certain... Oops. Yeah. rules that are used just like if you're trying to write a sonnet you have mm-hmm. to kind of do that but then you yeah. have to give the movie or the show its own its own flavor within wow. those bounds and wow. i think he's doing a great a great job on that like he's he's diving into like the fantasy tool belt way more than howard shore did mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know because wow. yes. which okay. i think makes sense because the older you get the more magical middle earth is yeah yeah, yeah, yeah sure you yeah. know and so he's using that a lot, but a lot of people have made comments that the percussion is very Bear McCreary. Okay. Okay. You know, and that's um, been, yeah, that that's that's what his percussion sounds like. So he's bringing that in. He's using the choirs a lot, like Howard Shore did. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, I think I that's that. his yeah. that's his main homage. Okay. To wow. the original score. Wow! 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 Do can I say hey. so? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Go. Well, I just I just want to real, no, real no, quick, no. Real, real quick yeah. here, because I know this is something that that Jared will will appreciate, um, and that's something that Bear didn't do. He he did not drop a a piano 
on on the on the dwarf theme, you know, because when you drop a piano down a mine shaft, you get a flat minor. Like a flat dwarf, <laughs> my, you know what I'm saying? So I'm, I'm appreciating that. I'm just looking at these things saying, like, I, yeah, I have to applaud him. He's doing a great job. I mean, this is really those little nods and stuff. It's good. You, did you like that? Like, yeah. I came up with that on my own. That was pretty good. Okay, I, I, okay, I, have, a, I have a joke for you later. Just remind me to, to, <laughs> okay. to say the joke later. It's pretty okay, good. okay. Pretty good. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is this is really really cool. I mean, like any direction you want to go with this, man. Just let us know. I, yeah, because are there the any questions. other theory or any other things that you? Because we're yeah. always we're trying to speculate. You know, we were talking earlier um, on this on this episode. You know, just that, like, there's so many different people. Like, there's so many different. Like, we don't know who the stranger is. We're we're actually raising questions about Gilgalad now and wondering if he's to be trusted. <laughs> yeah. For crying right? out loud. <laughs> so I, yeah. I I guess anything any any because that's something. Do you get? I mean, at, when you're composing or when you're working on this, do you? I mean, you do kind of have to know where these things go, right? And what the twists and the turns. Oh, like, yeah. are you in on the secrecy and stuff? Right? Oh, of like of stuff that I work on. Yeah, I just wonder, like, or, or on a production like this, where where it's so you know cloaked in secrecy, and but you would want to lay a bread trail early on with with certain characters in terms of music or themes that are going to be like yeah. even a part of the story hey, that pays you off. You almost have to be on the inside to to be able to write music that would be effective, right? I mean, is that kind of yeah, like yeah. the um, like like with the show I'm doing now, I read the scripts you know, probably a dozen times before I wrote a note, like I read all six episodes, Wow, wow! you know, and to really figure out what, what's going to happen to these characters so that I can, and, and bear, I think bears doing this. He's so that all throughout, you can hint at what the final, the Mm -hmm. final end of the character arc at episode eight will be for Mm -hmm. Galadriel. Right. And, and things like that. And we're, we're starting to really get that in this episode when she was talking to Halbrand. Not Halbrand, when she was talking to Isildur, we were really. I felt like we we're really starting to see this this more wiser Galadriel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, and and her her theme, um, I guess as a a rule in this episode, we heard it more noble rather than like big and heroic. Like we have oh, heard interesting. it. Okay, you know? Interesting. Okay. Interesting. And a little more subdued because when we finally see her in you know the actual Lord of the Rings books. She's she might not be as flamboyant, but she's way wiser, you know. So her music yeah, is, yeah, yeah, yeah. is more subtle, but it's still really high and lifted, you know. Wow. wow. Yes. Yes. Very interesting. Yeah. And so, so like, because it is interesting, right? I remember one of the things I was most blown away with with Howard Shore's score is like one of the most subtle thing, because like uh, it's amazing how he would make themes feel like they came out of nowhere. Yeah, and then you would go back and listen again. You're like, hold on a second. Like the one of the best examples I think is like the Gondor theme in Return of the King. It like punches you in the face. Like you come over that hill, you see Minas Tirith, dun, 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 and then it launches into this this most complex theme we've had of Gondor yet, and it's big uh-huh. and it's pronounced and it's out there. And then you're like, man, I've never this theme. Where has this been? And then you're like, you've been hearing it back, the whole time. Go back, yeah, and go back to Boromir at the Council of Elrond, yep. and you hear a single trumpet or horn or whatever it is, dun, 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 dun. like it's there. Yeah, it is yeah. there. And like so, one of the, can I go off that real quick? Yeah, please. One of the best examples of that in this series is um, 
as they're going between sending Galadriel away or going to help the Southlands. Mm. And that whole sequence is, I mean, it's just a Numenor theme basically on repeat the whole time going in different ways. And there wow. is my, one of my favorite statements of it is this like sorrowful statement of it in the cellos as mm. Galadriel is, is rowing away. Wow. You know? And it's like, oh, man, did Numenor just take its last step? Did it just fall? Like was, was, oh, was wow. that it? Wow. And it was, wow. it was awesome. It was such a cool thing. And then like, so have you guys ever, you know, like when the, we're switching to star Wars here, you know, when the death star explodes, yeah, and it's yes. not like this big fanfare. It's like this twinkle. Yeah. Yes. yes. You know, like he's, he's done that twice now, that type of effect. Like when the leaves start falling and it's like, wow, but like slow and it starts going faster and faster as the leaves calm down and, oh and all God. this wow. stuff. And then like in this episode, I literally jumped out of my chair because I was like, that is brilliant. When the first torch appears over the hill of the orcs, yeah, you have like the scary violin note, and then a second one pops, and then another violin note. Oh my god! And gosh. the three pop, and the three notes, and he's like, "That's how locked to the picture he is with the score." Wow, That's like everything cool. is represented musically, like, a, like almost like a fourth dimension of what we're seeing. Like you know what I mean? Like you have all the the visual and like the sound effects on the that input, input, but then the music being so in tune with what you're seeing visually. Yeah, because one of the biggest wow. things I had to learn when I started studying was was how, because you listen to film score soundtracks, right? And, you know, it's just kind of when you're listening to them, it's, it's whatever emotion was in the scene. But I didn't realize how tightly knit even really subdued film music is hmm. to, a di- to just like dialogue underscore hmm. and how it's shifting and highlighting you know, individual certain little things that you would just wow. never know. Um, like that's it's a voice, a voice in a conversation almost. Yeah. It's almost like it's, it's as if, you know, there, there's a narrator there the entire time telling you exactly wow. what's going on word for wow. word. Yeah. That's wow. Yeah. Cause we've talked often about, I mean, like how, you know, there's there's these things, there's these um um uh, I'm gonna use the wrong word, but uh, oh gosh, not intangibles, but um shoot, just uh, like not they're not per yeah they're not people right these aspects of of films that are characters and almost yeah. maybe the biggest characters and like in Middle Earth it's always been the landscapes of New Zealand, yep right and the music and yep. how those two things if you take those away or change them the movies aren't as good Mm-mm. and and the same thing i feel like with this show like i think we saw it big time in that it wasn't that it was bad that one like the final trailer where there was like a modern song put to it like oh, a yeah. lot of people react a lot of people got triggered by that one and they were freaking <laughs> out about it yeah it was like it just showed to me yeah like it was it was awesome but it wasn't as good as like you know, if, if in my opinion, is if they would have had like Bears music underneath, but uh-huh. it, it showed. I think what it did was it, it highlighted the importance of like music created for Middle Earth. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That that yep. that um that it, we're so used to spoiled, really spoiled with excellent music in in uh, in Tolkien's adaptations. That um, yeah, yeah, it, it's very evident there. So okay, wow. Um, 
Hey, well, but Dang, just to, just, just along that that same line, real quick. I mean, you know, it's and I mean, that was well said, my friend. And what I'm about to say is gonna is also gonna blow your mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, it, it it seems like at the end of this, at the end of this most recent episode, uh, you know, Gladriel's theme there, like it seems like the tones and the frequencies are getting a little more high pitched. You you might almost think that she's in trouble. You know what I mean? Like she's she's oh she's, in, she's in trouble. Oh treble in oh treble. Gosh. Oh my god! <laughs> I, is it too much? Am I, is it too? This is online going like, hey, can I look up some? He's looking up music. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking up music terminology, like trying to. Best music uh, Sorry about that. Sorry about that. But I mean, who knows? That's freaking awesome. Who knows? Yeah, Maybe, you never Maybe know. Bear's got a sense of humor, and uh, <laughs> I don't know. You know who has some of the funniest titles in their soundtracks? Who's that? Is Michael Giacchino? Oh, he has even... he um the new Star Trek's. Uh, oh, yeah. okay. The Incredibles. Yeah. Uh, oh wow. Um. He, he sometimes he'll just put the funniest names in in his soundtracks. It's hysterical. Dude, you are like this. The well, stuff he's given us as well, to like, I, go it, look up later. I'm so excited. I, if, if Rebecca listens to this episode, she's gonna be like, "Why in oh, the she's world?" She's gonna flip I, her lid. She we knows what we Gina, need to do. Gina, we need to Gina. we need to facilitate a a conversation between Rebecca and Jared. That would be really interesting. Well, to Ed hear, Bear, like, we might as well get Bear on here and just tell. Hey, reveal I your mean, secrets. We might as well reveal right, your secrets. He's connected what, to both these. To yeah, both when these this is all, when season one's over, tell us what actually how this is. I mean, because yeah, we're we're seeing connections. We're hearing different things all over the place, and I just feel like it's 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 super cool. It's, it's yeah, super, dude. I mean, it, you, one could even say it's unbearable. Wow. Now you're trying. Oh now you're gosh. trying to get after me. We're I see. really, we're really going at it. <laughs> this is what happens, Jared. I'm sorry. I apologize. I started this, and God, I shouldn't. Have... Okay, I'm sorry, man. Sometimes my humor just falls flat. I don't know. Oh, Jeez. here we see. Now it's I'm too. Not a sh- I'm not the sharpest kid. He in just the, went up on, on me. He just went up three you're to not, two. You're not the most natural at this. That's for sure. Oh, now it's okay. <laughs> That's it. Well, you know what? When the time comes, I guess I'll just try to scale that mountain if I can. Wow. You guys can all just take a rest. Oh, all right. Jeez. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Right, I'm, taking a, I'm taking a rest. I'm out. Oh, that's just really cool. That's wild. If we can get Bear on here, I'm telling you, Jared, we want, you know, you better be back on here with us. So. Oh, that, that would be yeah a blast. Be a blast. Right? But, yeah. I mean, this, this, is, this has been amazing, man. I, I can't thank you enough um, for sharing your knowledge with us. And, and now we've got stuff that people can go check out your your body of work actually do you have like a website or something too where you have music yeah or how, how would people i mean other than like looking up the soundtracks for for stuff you've worked yeah, we'll put on you, what, what, put how your links in the description too for anything you got yeah cause... yeah 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 they um so i have a website it's just jared um, okay and that's got some you know some of the stuff i've worked on both like film and like more like modern classical stuff and then um Wow. A, a video on YouTube is linked there. I've started making, once the project's done, I always ask for permission if I can share it and like oh, cool. take people into how it's made. So I've started making some oh, videos that's... about that. So. Oh, that's so cool. Like your own personal appendices. Yeah. Oh, Jared, that's awesome, yeah, dude. That's amazing. Yeah. That's awesome, wow. dude. Yeah, because I, I definitely want to share your stuff. And I've been, I've been, I'm, gonna, um, I'm looking through some stuff right now and just sort of going to put some links out there for folks to go. Go check it out because uh, you're you're kind of dropping a lot of knowledge on us here, and this you're in you're in some these are cool projects that you're working on too. So oh, I, I yeah I think this is uh, didn't you know 
didn't know about them. So Stealing the Show is coming out, right, you said, or is that the other one? Starlight's coming out, or which one here? Yeah, so Stealing the Show is supposed to be, it's, all I know is it's in the hands of the distributor. So okay. whenever they get it out, they get it out. Um, the soundtrack wow. for that documentary is going to be dropped on like Spotify and iTunes in the next couple of weeks here. Ooh, oh, cool. that's so cool. Um, awesome. That would be cool. That would be my first one, you know, first wow. full soundtrack album. So that would be cool. Mm. Oh, my gosh. I can't wait. Yeah. This, um, this is wild. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll be, we'll be uh, eagerly awaiting that. Um, as I want comment on the uh, – or note on the um, the links. Make sure they're a direct <laughs> – note. A, a direct link, please. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yes, I, uh, I got yeah. I've been schooled. I've been schooled. I've been taken to uh, musical joke school. Oh shoot! Oh, uh, dude, I love this man. This is amazing. Oh, um, I, like I said, we can't thank you enough for coming on and. Um, yeah, and sharing just a little bit. I mean, this is just like a, a snippet, but I feel like we could do like a part two at some point. Or, I mean, definitely yeah, when, Jared, when season be... two soundtrack comes out, it'd be really cool to make this like a yearly, uh, at, least, at the at the least, a yearly thing or whenever seasons come out, talking about the oh yeah, that'd be fun. Era's work and then catching us up on on what you've been doing in the meantime. So, yeah, yeah cool. Yeah, awesome, dude. Well, Open hey, invitation. Sweet. Yeah, th- thanks, Jared. I'm gonna, I'm gonna link this. Down. So it's, it's it's again it's jaredmlane.com and go check out the photos over here. Uh, you know, go check out this handsome guy over here just Mr. doing Suave, cool things. Baby, oh, he's a good looking dude. dude. It's wild. Yeah. He's over here just doing all sorts of craziness. It's just he got all the good lane jeans. Apparently, I don't. <laughs> I don't yeah. know where mine are. It's a must be because the lane in my family left the family. What an asshole. Um, wow. But anyway, wow. Yeah, I know, right? Sam. <laughs> good night <laughs> he's um he's uh, i don't know there's a bit of discord on that side but um oh yeah. gosh well they might say dissonance dissonance that's wow. what i was looking for at a boy <laughs> we're gonna have to talk about uh in the future yeah in the future we're gonna talk about melkor's discord um, at some point too so oh shoot absolutely we've it all absolutely. in here man all right. Well, uh, Jared, hey, thanks so much, man. Again, like I said, we'll, we'll link your stuff down here below. But uh, this, this was cool. This was enlightening. We definitely should even maybe do something like at the end of the season, sort of a. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Once we get our reveals, once we get our reveals, see how it ties together. Because I know yeah, you're tracking I'll, it. Hopefully, my Sauron theory is right. Yeah, <laughs> I. Man, uh, you know, I. Uh, <laughs> I want to agree, but I, I. I'm a. I'm an agreeable guy, but if that's not Gandalf, I'm gonna be just. This is as is like be. pride and joy to think I'm that, gonna, we, we, Remember, we talked about the show, and, and he says and he's I was good, like, dude. Who, who are you gonna? I was like, who are you gonna cheer for? Nori says he's like, good. I know, but you were like, there's no Gandalf, man. I don't really know. And here you are, you spoiled, ignorant pig. You're getting your favorite character. <laughs> I know, but he he wasn't even there, and you're getting him. I'm so I, like I'm like, so I have another stretch about this. I'm yeah. sorry. Oh, no, but, please. So no, please, you know, don't be apologetic. If no. if Adar actually killed Sauron's physical body, uh huh. If mm. that actually happened, then Sauron has to re-embody himself, right? And so, why not do that? Oh you know, my gosh, I didn't even think about that. Uh, you're breaking my heart. He Absolutely not sorry. lying. Oh my <laughs> gosh, but that actually makes a lot of sense. You know that that's interesting because yeah, just. He's the well, let, it, let it be written. So let it be written. So let it be told that Jared's theme, right? Or Jared's theme. Jeez, wow. Must well. be music on the brain. Jared's, Jared's uh, 
God theory yeah. and and um and Jake's theory. It's the three J's. This episode should be called the three J's. And okay. Jake's uh, theory on Gilgalad have literally saved my interest in the show. I mean, they're just they're True. literally yeah. they're my saviors. <laughs> the three J's. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Nice. All right, brother. Thank you so much, man. Thanks for taking the time, honestly, to talk to us. And uh, like, people are gonna love this. This episode is gonna be. I mean, like all of these these um, reviews where we've had our friends on. I mean, they're gonna be. I don't know. Oh, ones we go back and listen to, and most, yeah, dude, oh my people, Lord. people Incredible. have been reaching out, like saying that they they really enjoy this this format and hearing other voices, and so, yeah, um, yeah. yeah, and we and we do too. Like these are ones I go back and I might work listening to myself. You know, it seems kind of crazy. Oh, right? nice. yeah. Well, you don't listen to your own podcast, yeah. but no, we bring on our, our our friends and and people who we've known over the oh. you know gotten to meet over the years. The this reason, is great. The reason we we re listen to them is because it's not us. Like that's why it's Amen. entertaining. <laughs> right. It gives us a chance to experience like, what wow, people the intelligence say on this thing went us. up a notch or Just two. Like, uh, <laughs> IQ points are climbing the scales. Um yeah. All right. Hey, uh yeah. last one before you guys go, just because I want to get a score back in here. What do you call a, a musical insect? Yeah, you guys don't know it's a humbug. Just like Lane was last week, all right? Oh, oh my gosh. Come on. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, blow, blow, man. Oh, man. Okay. Dang. I'm sorry. I'm all sorry. Right. I'm gonna, yeah. All right. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll stop. It. We'll, uh, what, what is cut stop? What's, what's, no, what's, <laughs> no, we're not cutting that out. What's stop in musical terms? How do you, how do you, when you stop in the orchestra, what do you, what's the word? Uh, isn't there a word? Oh. Stop? stop? <laughs> Rest the. The, the, I, what's, I don't even yeah. know. Finale and and finale. There you go. <laughs> Jared's like, what the heck, dude? Oh my god. All right, cool. Well, that is the that is the end of this segment. So uh, again, thanks, All Jared. Right. Appreciate you. For sure. Yeah, thanks. Thank you, brother. Oh, it was right. awesome, man. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Yep. yep. Talk to you later. All right. All right, brother. All right. Thank you. Yep. Bye bye. Bye bye. Wow, well, that was awesome. I mean, hey, I got listen. I got one joke. For I you. couldn't have drawn okay. up a, a more awkward ending to that. By the way, I was trying to stop. I was thinking <laughs> was, like day I've crescendo. Like, hold on, I've never heard you end something though with. Well, that was the segment. So, see ya. <laughs> Jared's like, what happened? Has lost I his composure. One, yeah, I, yeah, I do have. I do have one joke that um, is actually i'm the author of i'm not just looking up on ask jeeves or whatever whatever search engine you use wow. ask.com was that what it is yes ask.com you, know you, you know when you use ask.com what you look like right just take the off wow dude okay but here's here's the joke all right have you heard dude have you heard of the numenorian king who uh he went a little off he went a little off kilter and and instead of being these sea lords they become they became sea pirates have you heard of this numenorian sea king pirates yeah i Maybe no, I don't think so. Uh, look back in the lore. Um, Army mates. Army mates. <laughs> Go check them out. Army mates. Got it. They left him out of the show. Unfortunately. Well, of course. Yeah, a deserted island. I think they just. I think it was. And a see, mutiny, I'll finish it with it. Yeah. See, how are we leaving characters like that out? How are we leaving characters like that out of the show? Bang, paint them, okay? They're making their own little novella here didn't, in Middle Earth. Didn't get the R. McCady's guy in there. You Bastards. Know? Son of a guns. Man. He's mentioned in the timeline, gosh damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Man, uh, what an episode. I mean, this is this is amazing. Like, um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, you know what? This is the cool thing about this, right? Yeah. If the show ain't, if the show ain't tickling my, yeah. my um, hurdy-gurdy, your feet. You know what? Yeah. 
talking to our friends and and hearing hearing like other people's responses to the show is for sure that is what's doing it for me and so if you're out there listening you're thinking about calling into the hobbit hotline or you're thinking about writing us and letting us know and you're like i don't know i don't know it's like not all positive or whatever like please just do it because Mm -hmm. every all this input for me is like it's making my friday nights it's making my it's making my monday nights right now and so yeah I I love it. If nothing else, just do it because it's it's good for me. It's good for us. You know, I mean, like this it is, is. Yeah, we we sat back the other day and talked about how this is the most, um, in the shortest amount of time. Like we've we've really prided ourselves on on like interactive podcasts, episodes, and like for having sure. having uh, other voices present as well. Yeah, we've opened but the this door. Has been, yeah, apps open the door. Speak, it's friend, always. and enter. You don't yeah. even have the doors open. The doors are direct, exactly. are open. They're, yeah, they're not even shut. And so, um, mm-hmm. but this has been the most, talk about time compression, the most we've ever had this much interaction in this short of period of time. Yeah. And it's just been, it's been wonderful. I mean, it's been nothing short of invigorating. Usually if we would have recorded this much, um, oh, man. in like a month, we would be dead. We would, and we are, we're, ti- we're tired. Physically. Yeah. We like are, but like spiritually, like you know, mentally, like when, we're still kind of like, yeah, this, I oh, mean, Pumped. Bro, like remember when you played sports and you would get tired, but you were like just used to being tired, and you found a way to push through. Oh yeah, like exhaustion because your teammates were there, and you had a goal, and you were united. That's really what it feels like. The best parts of sports is kind of what this reminds me of. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. Of uh, like I think about rugby, right? You go in and you're like, you get a couple hits, you start seeing stars, and you're like, I am out of it. But I've got so much adrenaline flowing that I'm not gonna. I don't want to stop. You know, right. So that's what this feels like to me. And uh, so just thank you to everyone. Thank you to everyone who's been because we are nearing the end. I mean, we got two more episodes. Yeah. Let that sink in. Um, Thank you for everyone who's been on the circle. Thank you, everyone who's called into the Hobbit Hotline or who will call in in the future. Um, This has been an amazing like first season. Really cool. Yeah, it's been awesome. It has been. And yeah, yeah, so we'll look to kind of fit this up. We got two more two more episodes. Hobbit Hotline will be live. Uh, It'll be hot. It'll be, you know. Bring it on, man. Let's get in some trouble. Let's get in some trouble. Let's get in some trouble. <laughs> All right. Uh, just hey. minor, minor trouble. Just Mi- minor trouble. Minor trouble. Don't fall flat. Oh, All right. Uh, dang. Wow. Rah, rah, rah. All right. These it, guys are using the same dang jokes over and over again. These guys don't funny anymore. Who wrote this script? Uh... <laughs> All right, friends. Hey, don't forget, don't forget, don't forget. If you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe to it. Okay, we need those yeah, subscribers please. out there. Uh, helps podcast yeah, makes us builds makes our us, ego. Yeah, yeah, builds our ego. <laughs> we forget about it. Uh, <laughs> like us, write that review. You know what? I, by the way, some of you have taken us up on that. You've been like, you know what, fellas? I oh, think yeah. I will. And I'm and like, like three out of every four are really really nice. And then there's, yeah, there's yeah. that one that well, I love. I, those are some of my favorites, honestly. Yeah, no, people are Some people. Of those are, ones that are- <laughs> I know. I the thing is, they and I don't want to encourage people necessarily to do that, but I mean, like at the same time, it does. Some of them make you chuckle. You're like, whoa. And some it's people great. change it. Like they they like one day. Uh, <laughs> one day I saw one where where they were sort of like uh, it was really positive in the beginning, and then we hit the show right, Su- super positive, and they're just like they changed their review right, and they actually even said that, and then they went back just last week and changed it again. <laughs> They're like, you know oh what? All right, yeah, I'm coming back around. So it's like a weekly sort of like, depending on what goes on on this show, I'm gonna, you know, it was. Just it's funny. like what we're going through. That's perfect, though. It is what yeah, we're going like through. You said, yeah, it's, it's, it's the evolution, and that's me. fair. That's yeah. fair. If you guys yeah. get the reviews, yeah, can change. 
But uh, anyways, yeah. have fun with that and uh, send us a message. All those good things. Send us a shadow fax. Yeah. We'll see you on the Hobbit Hotline in just a few days. Monday, that's 740-263-7473. 740-263-7473. Give us a ring. I'll call a Beth. And remember, oh, and I guess I should say that's Monday, 830 to 1030 Eastern Standard Time. Yes. And remember, remember, even despite what Adar says, Sauron lives. What is Adar talking about, dude? Does he know, Bro, he he's on, know anything? I think he's on. I think he's on drugs, dude. He I, looks think like, I think he's, he's smoking a crack pipe. He looks wrong. like it. Something's wrong. Although he's ripped Damn, out of his is. mind, so I don't think that's possible. But enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Champion and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code Champion and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotion promotional offer not available in washington dc